Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here for episode 266. It is Monday, April the 11th, 2022. We're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Murata, joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy. What's going on with you in the world of retro wrestling? Anything good? Uh, I just watched the uh, the wrestle. The, oh, wrestle the, wrestle. <laughs> the Wrestle Fest. Fest Mania thing. Oh, yeah? The Wrestling Mania? Yeah, the Wrestling Mania. Yeah, if you guys watched the Wrestling Mania recently, you can let us know what you think. We're talking about Wrestling Mania 38, obviously. Yeah. Let us know. The Iron Sheik, did he arrive to the ring? I'm not sure. He, he might have been there. He was supposed to. He, that, was, that was preordained, right? <laughs> yes, of course it was. But thank you guys for preordaining some time to romp with us through the world of retro wrestling. We do have some stuff in store for you, but before we get to any of that, want to remind you of a couple administrative, you know, housekeeping type deals, Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. You got to keep that house, man. Yeah, keep so, it, baby. Keep it. Anyway, what you can do is follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. And the reason you might want to do that is for the daily wrestling gifts. It's no drama, just gifts. That's at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Also, you might want to follow us on YouTube, our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast, and our secret Vimeo channel that no one knows about. Very secret. It's Vimeo. It's so secret. No one uses yeah. Vimeo. It's true. But... You might need it for uh, the live review we have coming up later and some of our past ones from this season. So follow us on YouTube, follow us on Vimeo. And if you want to, of course, you can shoot us an email at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me and well over a thousand other wrestling mania fanatics, where can they go? Facebook.com slash mania. It's incredible, really. And over there, they have a search bar. What are you doing? A, mani- a maniac search bar. Oh, what a maniac. Type in the search bar. Our Vantage Point. Death, Retro Wrestling Podcast, Bing Bang Boom, Tubes Gore, Kaflui. You hit the join group button, and you're in. And all we're asking you to do when you hit that join group button is agree to one rule for our group. One rule only, which is don't be what, Quinn? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please. What we mean by that is we want you to talk about Wrestling Mania 38 or Wrestle Mania 4, Wrestle 25, whatever yeah. you want, right? Wrestle 25. Let's <laughs> drum that one up Let's again. Let's do that. All we mean, though, is when you join the group and you want to disagree with people, feel free. You're allowed. You know, it's free country here. We all have different opinions about Ricky Steamboat, yeah. for example, you know, or Rick Rude, Rick Flair. Yeah. His Rick doesn't have the K at the end, which mm. I always thought was weird. I don't want to know about Flair's Rick, yeah. to be honest with you. But anyway, all we're saying is don't be a Rick, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to disagree. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you're going to disagree. Rick with a K. Don't be that Rick. Yeah, don't be that Rick. Uh, do it respectfully. And have fun over there on our Facebook group as you talk about the old wrestling that we're here to enjoy and have fun and make fun of and celebrate. And that's on Facebook. Also, if you want to get into more OVP content, we do have that. That's available on Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And the reason we have that is not to try to get rich. And we certainly don't want you to feel ripped off. But we do have a lot of extra shows over there for people that want to support us. You can get the latest in the 1984 canon, mm-hmm. which is a fun series. And you get all of our WWF pay-per-view reviews we started with the first WrestleMania, and out right now for April is WrestleMania 11, the greatest WrestleMania. Allegedly. Yeah, you can you can see if we're telling well, the truth. According to that guy at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, if you want to support us and you want, more importantly, all the extra content, just go to patreon.com slash 
OVP podcast. But Quinn, yes, as you well know, because I know you love the intro to this segment, mm-hmm. uh, we have an opening segment this season. We have already asked the fans to give us an opinion that eh, they hold, but they might feel they're the only ones that hold this opinion, right? They're on an island. They're isolated from everyone else in the retro wrestling community. Uh, so we wanted you to state that opinion in the form of a question. That question being, am I the only one? 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 How many more episodes do I have to hear that? Uh, five more after oh, this. Oh, boy. Uh, so <laughs> the look Quinn gives me, by the way, when that plays, you hate <laughs> that, don't so you? Weird. It's the worst thing I've ever done. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm saying that objectively as a friend. It's I know you terrible. are. terrible. You mean me no harm. Yeah. You're just being honest. It, 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 you need to, sometimes he, your prowess is up here, and <laughs> you need to just, everyone can't just give be a yes man all Gotta the time. Gotta keep that ego in check. Yeah, uh, exactly. Spe- speaking of egos, uh, we have a great question from a long-time OVP OG, the one and only Chuck Mess, Quinn. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. It's not about Starcade 97. Thank Don't worry. goodness. Woo! But this is a good one, Chucky. He asks... Am I the only one who really liked the original concept of Shotgun Saturday Night? Welcome everyone to Shotgun Saturday Night in the square circle. Big Daddy Cool Diesel out here as close as you can get. Oh, yeah. No, you're not, not Chuck. Not at all. I love the original I concept a, of it. I'm a huge fan. You're a proponent. Big, big proponent. I, I wish we could still do it now. Wrestling in like malls and, 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 so good. and all this bullshit. Yeah. So let's explain what that is and why we have an affinity for it. Well, most of you are probably familiar with this, if not all of you, but it debuted in January of 97, January 4th, and it was, you know what's interesting about it, Quinn? They weren't doing a lot of syndication during this period of time, as I had mentioned uh, somewhat recently. Something with Ron Popeil. Something with Ron Popeil. Now, he said, Ron, how does your machine do that? And I said, well, before I could tell him, he interrupted me. He said, I got to have another piece of chicken. <laughs> and it was the situation where we had dropped Wrestling Challenge from being what it had been until 95, and that was this hard-to-find show with, like, Doc and Mr. Perfect and shit like strange, that. Yeah. Very strange. Spotlight was entirely gone. <laughs> Superstars had moved over to the USA Network, yeah. right, in the fall of 96. Like that weird country man. And, <laughs> and anyway, this aired on syndicated channels. Uh, I believe MY55 here in this area is where it was. I can't believe we Long had Island. A, a, like a New York channel that was at 55. That's really high up there. Can Sammy Hagar drive 55? 55! He can't. That's the problem. Hey, Joseph, can you stop stalling? Anyway, the interesting thing about this show, aside from what it was, is the period of time it took place in. Because a lot of people... You know what? Even if you believe the WWF, which is very weird to say because of the way they revise things. Even they think this is a shitty time. They think this is a shitty time. And they think like, you know, we weren't good again until we drove the tank with Triple H or whatever. You know, and Eric Bischoff was a bastard. Because it was Triple H, obviously, (laughs) who fixed everything. Forget all those other people. (laughs) Right. But really, the WWF even themselves kind of says, yeah, 1998 is when we really turned it around. Everything from like 94 to 97 is bad. Right. Don't watch it. And that really is what the ratings would tell you. If you just studied the ratings, you Mm -hmm. know, the Monday Night War ratings, WWF was firmly in second place well throughout all of 97 into 98. But as you and I have noted in the almost six years we've been doing this show, there's a cool period that starts up in the fall of 96 throughout 97 called what? The pre-attitude attitude attitude era. The pre-attitude attitude era. 
And even the WWE themselves is starting to acknowledge that, Quinn, with their, yeah. you know, the prelude to the Attitude Era DVD. Yeah. Oh, I got a DVD in the mail today. It's best of 1996, prelude to Attitude. Here's the thing is they just didn't have a name for it yet. But essentially, basically what was happening is things were getting like grungier they and darker were. and like a little murky. You didn't know who the good guys and the bad guys were anymore. Vince, yeah. Remember Vince, good guys and bad guys. Exactly. You know, shades of gray and all this bullshit. And they were breaking the fourth wall a lot more than they did, especially with Livewire. That was kind of cutting edge. And I'm saying that almost sarcastically, but it kind of was cutting edge. Well, because at the time, they see, had the balls to do it. Here was the thing is the first or second one, the one with Vince on it, that was like pretty damn ballsy the one with vince is very ballsy because it was live right it's literally a live show i'll just have them ask me questions and they asked him like the stuff he didn't want to hear and vince russo was on there obviously on purpose they had him do it let's talk about ego vince mcmahon because you yourself said that jim ross is an excellent commentator but you did a nice little tap dance around the question doc asked you my question is if he is such a good commentator then why was he put on the bench second string behind the almighty vince mcmahon honestly if if vince is smart and he is smart he probably put Russo there as a buffer to kind of yes. like act like a controlled version of the fans yelling at a him. Conduit, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he was supposed to be a heel, you know, right, Vic exactly. Venom. Yeah. Anyway, the reason we're bringing all this up in the prelude to Shotgun Saturday Night is because it was around that time, and believe me, there was crap. But they did start experimenting, and they were trying other things. You know, Bret Hart would eventually turn heel in '97, and he was all bitchy anyway from the time he came back. You know, right. you just can't tell anybody apart anymore. You don't know who your friends are, and you don't know who your enemies are. And Sid got cheered despite doing nefarious things against Shawn Michaels. And, and he just beat people up, and people right. like that, so they just started cheering him. Right, there was just a lot of gray going on. Yeah. And this idea of Shotgun Saturday Night, the initial concept, and there were only six weeks of it, for the record. Of the initial of concept, this version. yeah. It yeah. existed in various forms, like Shotgun Challenge and yes. shit like that. In, but Until 99. It's very, <laughs> it went on. So if you're looking for Shotgun, I just want to say this at the beginning, there might be a lot of people out there that'd be like, oh, I'll just watch some Shotgun Saturday Night from 98 or something, right? It's good. It's got to be good. Everyone says Shotgun's so good. And then they yeah. turn it on and it's like, I don't know, like the Luchas doing stuff. It's and stuff like, like that. The, the Mini Max or whatever. Flash Flanagan, I don't know. Yeah, but. it's just nonsense. But the 1997 version from its debut, which was at the Mirage nightclub until February, the idea here, and it's clearly, I don't care what anyone says, an ECW influence. There's no way it's not. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the coolest part about it, right? It's Why not? WWF, but it's not WWF's like as a big corporate entity's take on ECW. It's WWF as a scrappy number two's take on ECW, which really makes it as close to it can possibly be. I don't even think WCW could pull off what they were trying there because WCW had already, you know, they had their corporate money and shit. Oh, and they were riding high right. by this time. But yeah, the WWF decided we're going to do a show that feels gritty. Mm-hmm. That feels, I think one of the pitches initially was rawer than raw. You know, right. more raw than raw. And what it was is these very small, intimate venues. For example, they did the Mirage Nightclub. They did the All-Star Club. This is all New York City. Mm-hmm. They then, the day before the Royal Rumble, were in uh, San Antonio at a club called Denim and Diamonds. Mm-hmm. That's the one where Terry Funk infamously brawled with uh, Steve Austin. There you go, yeah. Your mother's a whore! Shut up, you old bag of wind! Why don't you rumble a little bit? And then they went to Webster Hall in New York. 
They went to the Mirage again, and then the last one on location is the famous Penn Station episode. That's the one I, I said mall at the beginning. I only think because there's an escalator. escalator. Yeah, but it's Penn. It, yeah, it's Penn Station. Grungy ass Penn Station. The if you've ever been there, one. we're not talking about the pre seventies one, right? <laughs> and we're not talking about Grand Central, which is yeah. marginally better. So, with that said, why was this so different, and why is Chuck Mess not the only one that liked it? In my opinion, for the WWF, it was fresh. I started with the freshest beef I could find. It was fresh. Never frozen. You know what the one thing they did that was smart is that it was on late, like, ECW. So they gathered that audience, right? That was, where do you find it? Where is it at? Like, yes. this was a weird thing in the 90s that probably will never happen again. Wrestling shows you can't find anywhere. And that, right. like, everyone's talking about because they're like, did you see this? It was on at, like, 2 in the morning. And these guys, he almost killed him. He jumped off a building and, right. like, all this shit, right? He gave him a tombstone on the escalator or right. whatever it yeah. was, right? And what was interesting about it is it was live. That's yeah. the craziest thing. It was legitimately live. They were really there at these nightclub hours. Yeah, and that was part of the reason it didn't continue for over six weeks. Yes. Because filming it sucked because they'd have to go prepare and they'd be there for hours and hours on Think end waiting that. to go live and in this like tiny nightclub. And who the hell knows? The wrestlers were probably getting drunk. They're at Wouldn't a you? Yeah, they're at a nightclub and they're waiting until like midnight-ish. Yeah, 11 which, or midnight, I which forget. Which means that already the party has started. Yes, exactly. Uh, so you, go, you like, do the math. You do the math. You, that no wonder it couldn't last for very long. And it was a logistical nightmare if you think about it. Most yeah. of the most of the crew, I'm not talking wrestlers, but like the crew, producers, cameramen, sound mixers, all the people, they probably lived in Connecticut or close to, you know, somewhere in New York, yeah, having they, to go into Manhattan every single day. Because that's the know, once a week. yeah. Yeah, once a week having to do this. Guys like Cornette having to come in when he was there. All these people had to come in from Connecticut all or wherever. All agents and everything. Yeah. And then to top it all off, the next day they got to do Livewire live. Yeah. You know, which they eventually stopped doing. So get Vince back up to <laughs> Connecticut and then right. answer questions from dumb people on the phone. Get Todd back yeah. up there. How yeah. the fuck did Todd, and not that his radio show was good. I want to see the boat movie. But think about Todd. Monday to Friday, PLJ radio show. Doing this shit on Saturday. Todd, you know, for all the flack we give him. And he, he some was, of it deservedly. He's got that, um, he's from that old school mentality as far as radio guys where it's like, wake up at four in the morning and yes. then go to work and then get ready for two hours for a show at like seven or something. You're absolutely yeah, you know what right, I mean? like, though. That's really what he did. So that's why Todd was kind of actually good for this. He was great for this. I mean, he's great in live situations. He had the goatee. Yeah. Remember, he was mm -hmm. hip. They tried to make him, yeah. Todd, grow your goatee out. Okay, Vince. As long as you keep him away from the crank calls, we're yeah. all right. Yes, my name is uh, Dewey Lauren Jorp. You know, I can't remember what the reception was at the time because I was still a little too young to be on the, the smart part of the internet. You know right. what I mean? Well, I know what my reaction was. What I, was yours? I was... I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, what's going to happen next? Like the first episode, there's these weird uh, nuns and they fight <laughs> yeah. and shit. And you're like, who, love is who, back. who the fuck are they? And, <laughs> yeah. and like, you're like, I never saw them on WF. Like, you know, why so, is Sonny announcing? Why is Sonny here? And why is she really mad at Sable? Because that wasn't really a thing before that. Good right? point. Like, yeah. I don't remember that being an angle. Yeah, she's I, all I, bitchy. Yeah, she's all mad. And then, like, the girls are more scantily clad, and, like, the, the wrestlers are more, like, brutal. They're, like, wrestling all over the place into the crowd like it's EC Dub. And I love that they had to use a smaller ring mm -hmm. for space reasons. I love the intimacy. I love the yellow ropes. I love the way it was shot. It didn't look like anything the WWF had ever done. No. It looked a little bit like EC... It was like a polished version of ECW. Yeah, you're looking at the outside of Webster Hall live on the inside, ladies and 
challenge at the Super Bowl. Oh, we're getting down tonight. And here's the thing. Maybe some people thought this and some people didn't, but I thought for sure, and I'm not kidding, I thought because of the, you know, the wars and the Adrian, I was like, they're going to run into ECW guys, right? And that's kind of why I was right? like sad that it ended. It made sense, right? Like that seemed like the culmination that they'd like do one in Philly or something. You know, that would have been awesome because yeah. again, the logistical nightmare and probably the cost of doing this too. I don't know that this show made them money. I can't imagine it did. No, but it didn't. It didn't hurt them either because here's the thing is this to me was another piece of the puzzle to make them seem less like family friendly and like, That's you know, true. not hip at all, especially in the nineties. Like nowadays we know that they can make a lot more money on the scale that they're, they are by being PG, right? Sure. And right, as right. all the criticisms you want, the bottom line is money. You have a wider net, you make more money. Period. That's why they're in business. Right, exactly. And they, they, they're at the point in their, the company's life that they can't downscale anymore. They can't like do stuff like no, that. No, they're not going to become a regional little rinky-dink. Right, exactly. They got shareholders. They can't do that shit. Yeah, they do. Right, so like this was like a special time. This is probably the last time this could ever happen. That's a good point, Quinn. They wouldn't have had to do this or even thought of it in the late 80s when they were booming. Right. It would have made them look cheap. It would have made them look raunchy. It made them, would have made them look backwards, smoky bars. And they couldn't do it in the 70s because there was still an era of like, well, you have to be respectable in the Athletic Commission, all this shit. Good point. Right? It was like it could only happen then. They couldn't do it during the dawning of the new gen because they were having a hard enough time filling those aircraft hangars as it was. Right. You know, <laughs> and paying for all that shit. Yeah, you're right. That's an interesting thing I didn't think of. It's a very unique time where this happened. And I don't, I think it's actually very novel. I think it's very cool. I'm not calling it an original idea. Again, mm -hmm. they're clearly going for an underground ECW vibe. Yeah. But I think it was kind of ballsy. I think it was kind of a, a creative idea. Yeah. And I think those shows, wrestling quad match aside, right? They come off very fresh and different it wasn't from about wrestling quality. It was like a forty-five minute thing in the middle of the night. Like you really think like anybody gave a shit? Like you're either you're either a, a kid, right, and you're at a sleepover or something, right? Yep. Or you're a college age kid who you know, who wants to see some violence before you're, going out, and you're drunk because <laughs> right. it's no, it's midnight. You're already in the party. You're at the do you're at the dorm party. At oh, that you're point. at a dorm party, right? So, and, and there's a TV in the background. They play right? Sega Genesis in the corner. Yeah, some shit like that. NHL '96. Yeah, NHL, yeah, some like that. Yeah, exactly. You're at that. So that <laughs> there's your audience right there. Rabid twelve year olds at the sleepover, and like, hey mom, can we watch? wrestling it's a it's at midnight and she doesn't care because they're already sleeping over right, right? it's a saturday or you got the college people right that's probably the two target demos there yeah. isn't it yeah who else is watching this uh-huh it's not it's not like billy the wrestling fan that's 45 i don't think no because right? he's in bed already right he's got <laughs> he's kids it's saturday he's got to go do something on sunday morning <laughs> right in a rec soccer yeah, or whatever yeah. the fuck he doesn't <laughs> have time for this it's too late why, why are they putting the wrestling on so late i don't want to watch this this late yeah i'm gonna tape it honey oh yeah. we're out of tapes yeah gonna, i gotta go to the go to the farm scene but that, that that is probably really the audiences right no doubt about it. I think so. I mean, I thought it was a cool idea, and I still think it is. And I think that, you know, we've reviewed a couple. There's only six, right? We reviewed two of the six, and we had a great time doing both. Yeah. Right? Because Did we reviewed the first and the last or something. We reviewed the first and the one. No, it wasn't the last one. We never did the Penn Station one. I would love to do the Penn Station one one day because that is just to me. Maybe I, we can I have, sneak it in one I day. I have memories of that. Yeah, the Penn Station one's a fun one. I didn't know that that was the last one at the time, nor did I know until you said it, because yeah. I, I just, 
You know, I thought this was going to be every week as a kid. So have I. And I think that's, it's a good way to like talk about the ending now is like, it kind of ended abruptly. All of a Extremely. sudden, I tune into Shotgun Saturday Night at least the next time I could find it on whatever the hell channel it was. And all of a sudden, the fucking doc's there and they're at an arena. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, what happened? And, and for those of you that might not know, what they eventually started doing is simply taping matches before Raw. Because matches always happen before Raw. Anyway, right. they started taping for this. And they yep. had the shotgun ring skirts and things like that. Was this like the that. first show to transition into that format where they started doing that for like everything? Like, you know how, like, how they yeah. still, to this day, they still do, like, main event. It's like, I think it might be syndicated somewhere. I don't know what, yeah, maybe, I don't know what main event is Maybe in another country or whatever, but, like, it, the point is, is, like, this is still a practice that they still do to this day where they, you know, they film three or four matches yeah. before and they package it up in some syndication package or, you know, maybe a streaming package now on a, on right. a certain or on a the service. Peacock or something. So I think on Hulu they had picked up some of these smaller shows. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this would have been the first one. And, you know, what's interesting about this, too, is that the international version of Superstars, which we've also reviewed, you know, with Gorilla Monsoon and Ray Rougeau, usually, or yeah. Kevin Kelly. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to WWF Superstars. I'm Gorilla Monsoon, being joined this week by the incomparable Raymond Rougeau. That they would just use the matches from those tapings. Exactly. This shotgun after this six week period basically became what superstars used to be or challenge used to be. Yeah. The meaningless shit that they also taped. Hey, the funny part about it too, in, the, in when I think about it, just in retrospect, since this is kind of the shotgun tribute here. Yeah. Things were changing so fast mm -hmm. that I swear over those six weeks already WWE was like getting better somehow. Yeah, like, I mean, they, like by they were, the end of it, like it was almost like it was hot and heavy over on Raw anyway. They were getting close to WrestleMania 13. Yeah. And the whole lead up to that, Maybe you know, we've talked about. that's why I didn't notice it. Think about it. Like the Raw, that infamous Raw before WrestleMania 13 is like shortly after the end of that. Yeah, a few weeks after. Yeah. Right? And then that, that shit was practically shotgun Saturday night in a big arena. It was like chaos. It was. And once they went to the new, um, the new set for Raw, the Raw is War branding, yeah. the Titan Tron and the ramp. And that is really where they started cranking up the grittiness. And maybe Shotgun became obsolete anyway. Yeah. Do you think they, like, learned anything from Shotgun in the end? Do you think that they no. learned? Because Raw so closely sort of turned into that, I always think that there's some takeaway from Shotgun, at the very least. I think, if anything, they learned that it's not a good idea to do a live program in New York City on well, Saturday nights at midnight. Takeaway in a positive, where they used it later, <laughs> not takeaway... I think that maybe they could do a raunchier, grittier show and their audience wouldn't turn on them. Right. That there might be an maybe appetite it, for that. Maybe that was the push they needed. They just need to get out there and do it and see what happens. So you're, you're suggesting that it might have even been a loss leader, maybe a bit of a feeler to see what is the temperature of the audience. Also, maybe it inspired creative to get a little more chaotic and crazy. Well, it wasn't too long after that, Vince Russo. I think he was already helping, but more and more he would get involved yeah. throughout 97. I, 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 I'll say this. I still think an event like Shotgun Saturday Night happening again, that's the kind of jolt that wrestling has needed really? forever, forever. A Shotgun Saturday Night? Yes. You really think so? It's stuff like that. It's just part of the whole, they need a character to shake things up. They need a, a show that's chaotic. They, they've needed this for years. I'll tell you what, when Raw changed, while we're on the topic here, when Raw switched to the Beautiful People theme and the new intro and the... Mm -hmm. Didn't that catch your attention? It did for me. Absolutely. Right? I was like, oh, shit. This, yeah. this matters. All of a sudden, they're fighting in flames and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? Very big deal. Yeah. And maybe Shotgun was somewhat of an impetus for the WWF.
switching into a slightly more gritty, you know, darker tone. I don't know, but certainly after that show throughout 97, things did change. That's true. You know, it might be coincidental, but that maybe that gave them the confidence they needed. You know, yeah. they dipped their toe in the mirage. I really, I just, I really miss that time period. I miss just the, they didn't know what to do. The they flailing had no around. Clue. They had yeah. no clue, Quinn. They, they had no clue and it made it that much more exciting because one week they're falling on their ass and like fucking Rad Radford's in the main event. And then the next week, Pillman's got a gun. What the, like the show was so all over the place. Right? In the like, same show where Pillman has a gun, there's some pre-tape bullshit going on <laughs> yeah. at the Raw arena that no one cares about. Yeah. It was very jolting. Yeah. I have a very weird fondness for that time period in general because of it's like, you just don't know what's around the corner like you you know rocky Maivia smiling and then austin's calling everyone an asshole right, like beating up a, crew people yeah and you're like what is this show like what what's going on here why is like Shawn michaels and bret hart who are supposed to be the big role models why are they acting like dicks They're all both dicks yeah it's like what what is happening undertaker's more dark <laughs> i didn't think he could get more dark but he is you're right though it was that was a period of time where it felt like anything could happen, not the prefabricated 93 version. It was ironic that Vince always said that, and right. then it actually started being a thing. Yeah, but I, only because they didn't know what they were when doing. I was, when I was a kid, I would make fun of Vince saying, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation right. or whatever, but like I'd make fun of it, but then it actually happened. And I think Shotgun's a part of that. I mean, yeah. at least, if nothing else... If nothing else, Shotgun has some memorable moments and, and memories. And honestly, folks, if you haven't checked any of those out, if you can track them down, they really are fun. Yeah. They're a different breed of WWF programming. Vince is there himself, you know, and it's he's like weird. with Sonny. And Sonny's acting like she's at a nightclub. It's not normal Sonny. Right. For the cameras. She's adult Sonny. Yeah. It's very raw and slipshod and haphazard, and I kind of love that. Again, it's it's your dad's friends doing their hobby on the weekend. There you go. That That look. But this time, they're doing it at night. They're you know? doing it at night. It's a night show. <laughs> exactly. But folks, thank you for coming to our show here. And let us know what you thought of that show. And thank you, Chuck Mess, for that great suggestion there. And I'm not being funny. That was a really good topic, Chucky. It's nice to hit one out of the park every now and then. So thank you guys for uh, being with us here. Let us know what you thought and what you think of Shotgun Saturday Night. But speaking of the WWF programming, when we come back, we're going back to a simpler time, but a very fun time. It's a very unique interesting episode of prime time wrestling that'll be coming up right after this you think you got a game Mine's a stick-toting, rocket-launching, freezer-burning, glass-cleaning, blurry little twine, dentin' boardy, crunch, 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 top shelf with the peanut butter, stand em up, muck, muck, muckin', ice lounging, drop passing, puck extracting, blue line bouncing, bring it on, crash dummy, hard to keep up with, Carice monkey kind of game. You want some of that? Bring your best game. NHL 96, the ultimate judge on any of these home arenas. If it's in the game, EA Sports, it's in the game. Hello, wrestling fans. While we're on a break here, just a quick reminder to check out some friends of the show. These are other independent wrestling podcasts. We want you to check them out. Start with Booking the Territory. This will get you everything for your southern fried, very classy, unprofessional wrestling coverage of the NWA, WCW. It is Booking the Territory. 
and check out GFA Live with Peter Winson and Kathy as they trek you through some classic episodes of WWF television, maybe a movie you never know. So check out our friends of the show. It is Book in the Territory and GFA Live. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here, episode 266, Monday, April the 11th, 2022. Quinn and I just got back from the Mirage. Yeah, the Mirage. It was fun. We we just went during the break. It was real quick. It was good. We're right around the corner from it, obviously. Anyway, uh, right around the corner from you is our Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Like we mentioned, we're not doing this to try to get rich. We don't aspire to, um, you know, make millions of dollars doing retro wrestling talk. The only thing we're trying to do is when people want to support us, we want to give you the best content that we can in return. And we have two separate series on our Patreon. The 1984 canon, the free ones are on YouTube, but you can get the latest for just two bucks a month. That is right now in September of 1984. Mm-hmm. And we're getting closer and closer and closer to 1985, Quinn, which is wow. crazy. I know. Incredible. Especially since we started in 82. You got you got to go through the journey, right? The long haul. We've made it. We, we deserve have. this 1995 coming up. You're right about that. We do. And you folks can get your hands on it. Two bucks a month. And then on the $5 tier, you'll get your 84 Canon. But the cornerstone of our Patreon is the monthly WWF pay-per-view reviews. And the reason I guess we call them a cornerstone is because people seem to really like them. Every WWF pay-per-view review from WrestleMania the first one until WrestleMania 11 is out right now. Next month for May, in your house, the first ever. In your house. In, in your, your house. house. In, in your house. house. Test house. Test house. Test house. Yeah. And uh, there doesn't have to be singing in that review, but there, but there probably will, will be. be. Yeah. Of course. There, the, the, this song is so good. It is I, a good song. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it back. It's a good song. But folks, why don't you take a chance on our WDF pay-per-view reviews? Why don't you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast? And as I've always said, hey, I'm Joe Murata. I will give you a free month. I will give you the month He's for that free. Nice, folks. I believe in it. Just go ask try him. it. Ask him. Ask. Ask me. Ask him at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Send me a DM or uh, find me on Facebook and message me there if you want a free month for the rest of April. Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. Reminder: Subscribe to us on YouTube and Vimeo. Vimeo specifically for this one because Michael, we are reviewing something. We're doing it. We're doing it, and what we're doing here was a long-time, long-standing request from the one and only Tony Leg Day Kirichetti. Oh, there he is. The Leg Day man, the enforcer of the OVP group. Yep. He wanted us to review, Quinn, WWF Primetime Wrestling, August 21st, 1989. Now, yes, I remember this one. You know this one, this I a, know this, this one. a very famous episode. There's a reason. And you know what? We're not going to spoil why for you, yeah. but let's lay the groundwork. Quinn, what is primetime wrestling? No. <laughs> well, it's a show where a bunch of horrible matches play, but most of the time, Grill and Bobby get on each other's nerves, and that's really the show. That's really like, the they, point they of it. They don't say that's they they they, <laughs> they draw you in with the wrestling, but it ends up just being like Hillbilly Jim versus somebody. Yeah, and it's not it's not interesting. Dale Wolf. Yeah, and and so then you're like, well, this sucks. But thankfully, they go back to Bobby and Gorilla in a room with way too much merchandise, mm, and I like they talk that about shit. Yeah. That's really the point. Now, primetime, just for the quick refresher for those of you completionists out there, primetime started in January of 85, and it was originally Jack Reynolds, yes, and Jesse Ventura. That was bad. And then it morphed into Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. That was until April of 86. And that was so-so. 
Yeah, it was that was okay. Oh, Gino Monsoon, you know yeah. that era. And then it was Bobby and Gorilla starting in April of 86 until February of 91. And as Quinn mentioned, it's generally a lot of bad matches. In the earlier days, it was a lot of the stuff they would tape on Nessun. It was so long ago. Prism, yeah, yeah, and MSG. And they would just show certain house show matches. And eventually, they started taping stuff specifically for primetime. Eventually, it just didn't matter anymore because Bobby and Gorilla was just basically their show at that point. Yeah. So what they would do is they would have this crap they would do with these marathon TV tapings, and they would have either Mooney and Hayes, or in 89, this might be Shivani and Lord Hayes. Great team, by the way. I was like that Lord Hayes somehow maintained his position as the primetime, like, in-ring, like, like the arena man. He's, like, perfect for it, if you really think about it. <laughs> oh, this match, nobody cares. <laughs> right. Like, nobody cares, uh, Sean. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, your lordship. Well, we're here in Biloxi, Mississippi for this great match featuring Greg the Hammer Valentine, you know, and, and all Hercules that. Hercules or, like, something like that. He's a very strong man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the point here, though, is that we're in is August of 1989. We are one week uh, removed, or actually one week prior to, I should say, SummerSlam 89. Yes, which and was this primetime is very pivotal. To, to oh, this summer. pivoting. You you would think it's an episode of primetime. Who gives a shit, yeah, right? Yeah, they never matter. They never, ever matter. They're more just amusing, right? But there's a story going on here right. that we're not going to We're not spoil, spoiling. But it, 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 if you watch, you know what? Go watch SummerSlam 1989 after you're done with this. Then you'll, then you'll get everything. Don't it'll need all, a garage, though. It will all make sense, right? It'll all make sense. But yeah, there's like maybe three episodes ever of primetime that matter, and this is one of them. Yeah. Literally, so, the other two are the Brooklyn Brawler, Terry Taylor thing. Yeah. And then the one where Randy Savage is like, oh, Mr. Perfect, will you please be with me? And, that, and that's it. That's much later, though. That's much later, right? There's also that famous episode where Gorilla and Bobby play video games, as well as the one where they go to like the cowboy thing and the one with the mansion, and also the you know the one you know the one where Bobby's on the lake or whatever. Well, the one Bobby on the lake is amazing, and Tony Paco's too. Tony Paco's. There's also the one with the the boat where Bobby says it's his boat, but it's not the yacht episode, which we did that one. There's a lot of good ones, but yeah, but this one actually matters in storyline. I have no idea what the matches are, but as we mentioned. I bet you Hillbilly jumps somehow on it. Probably, maybe Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. We're just going to watch it with you. So, if you are on the video version, you're going to see us bring up the video scope in three, two, one, scope. Nice black screen there. Yep. If you're on the audio version and you want to watch this along with us, just go to the link. It is either going to be on Twitter, on our Facebook group, on ovppodcast.com, or in the episode description. The more convenient, if you're listening to this on a thing. Just click the thing yeah. below the play button. It's it's easy. The more you know. Yeah. Without any further ado, thank you, Tony Leg. I told you we'd get to this one day, buddy. Mm-hmm. This is WWF Prime Time Wrestling, August 21st, 1989. Let's do it. I should also mention that Roddy Piper had come in as the co-host because Bobby Heenan was insufferable. No, he went and did the Bobby Heenan show. Right. He but- came back from that. Mm-hmm. And Piper was still there, so they had the Studio B. Right. Usually, Studio B was for Bobby, but then Bobby, Bobby like went his back, way to back the, into yeah, the other one. It's real, and yeah. it was better that way. Yeah. Bobby with Gorilla is much yeah. better. See, yeah. look, Piper's technically the host. Yeah, this era. <laughs> I don't like it. They did this to get on Bobby's nerves because yes. he always liked to say he was the host. Piper is so. Uh, look at all this stuff. 
wrestling. I'm the gorilla, and this is the hot rod. Now, why is Rod in here? I don't remember this. It's that era. One week away. I never seen so many guys in my life. This is a little. I try to EQ that out. Yeah. I never seen so many guys going down and training, and boys, if you ain't got it done now, ain't no sense in trying no more. If you ain't got your stuff together, Zeus the Moose gonna get you, man. Zeus the Moose. Zeus the Moose. Indeed, you won't want to miss a single part of that. So all you look at all of this fucking. We gotta sell shit. Gorilla just said pay-per-viewers, your favorite. It's a thing. People who only watch pay-per-view, they don't watch anything else. Why is pipe? What? The chair is too high. It's like so funny. It's actually good. The tracking better not stay like this the whole episode. Richard. Richard. Yeah. Oh, there's Bobby. For the record, that's like in the same room. Yeah, it's like probably just facing them. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is that the eunuch of the WWF speaking? I'm sorry. Hello? No, it's the brain. Bobby the brain. And as soon as you get it correct, you're going to be a lot better off. Yes, I say. This is some beta max. I like the way you got two little Keebler elves holding the shoulders up like that. I happen to own this. Oh, oh. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> like I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. I don't need security. I don't need dogs. I don't need anybody oh. to watch oh. That door is wide open. And you're welcome to come over whenever you want. Because uh -oh. I have a guest. Look at Piper's and face. And my guest I'm going to introduce right now. <laughs> must be family. So Yes, it is family. <laughs> uh, nobody, nobody else would come over except Mumsy and Dad. I don't you know what that background so is, by the way? That's like the spotlight fucking background, isn't it? Also, just the Bobby the Brain Heenan <laughs> show. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's all of that. Yeah, oh, it's Rick Rude. The music. Now, guess who? I'll say this. Go ahead. This run of the Intercontinental title with Rick Rude is kind of one of my favorites because it's a huge interruption to, like, a massive faces, like... Yeah, the, the Warriors' big-ass run. Yeah, and it's, to me, amusing how angry the faces are about it. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Sitting across the way in Studio A, he thinks I need dogs and all kinds of security. I see, I see, and that is a very, very little problem, Bobby. What about that skirt? Well, that's your department. You know more about skirts than most people do. Not, not, not a bad skirt, but the color scheme's not there. Uh, Fredericks is having a Stupid. sale. I think maybe you can go pick up some Fredericks. 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 What the hell store is that? Some Minnesota shit. What's the problem, Bobby? First match is this man. You oh, it's Rick Rude in the first match. Okay. That's a very good athlete, Tim Horner. <laughs> okay, shut well, We know who Tim Horner from at the NWA, but he doesn't matter for six here. Let's see who we have on commentary. You think it's going to be Shivani? Yep. Yep, there you go. Oh, Tim Horner is such a good athlete. He's a very good man. I love Tony Shivani for the record. Now, this, you know what I love about this period of record, too? What? He just beats people like they're garbage, like oh, the entire yeah. run. So if you're an NWA fan that really likes Tim Horner, sorry. Well, Rick Rude's about to kick his ass. He doesn't even like. If I recall when he's the champ, does he even do the Rude Awakening kiss at the end anymore? Or is he just calling out Warrior all the time? I feel like that was the Rude Awakening kiss was only an '88 thing, or was he still doing it in '89? I don't remember. I know he brought it back in '90, didn't he? In '90? No. I swear he did. Not with the short hair. And he was getting ready to get that big SummerSlam match. No way. I thought he kind of like disavowed that gimmick. Mm. Either, either way, it's still to me the greatest, one of the greatest heels ever made, never made, ever to never made, never made, ever do, ever do. Uh, wear the tights. How about that? Okay. Oh, let's see what we got. Is for all you fat, out of shape. Hey, wait a minute now. Okay. Oakland eggheads. <laughs> okay, that's not even anything. Silly. 
Bobby wearing like the sleazy jacket. Oh yeah, the crappy members only. <laughs> Who's the, who the hell's that guy? He's an Oakland egghead, Joe. <laughs> is that Danny Davis? Yep, already refing again. Yep. And this is probably taped in June or July of '89. Yeah, you know, the suspension's up. Probationary, if you recall, he was back yeah. like on a, a very probationary. Oh, that ashen wash jacket there. They nice. never like. Did they ever acknowledge that he wasn't on probation, or this is just no. one of those things that they just they just said it one time and he was just fine after yeah. that. So stupid. You think this will be? Is that Rock and Robin? You think this will be two minutes? Uh, two and a half, I'll say. In for quite a battle here. Because we're going to have to do the bullshit at the end. True. I love this team. Yeah. You only have to look at him to see that. The dual six tones. Tim Horner. And already he's shown how good he is. And Rick Rude, definitely like in the best shape in of like the, anyone in the roster. In, anyone in the roster in of his career, perhaps. Maybe. Horner got Rude to fall out of the ring. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. They're using the uh, pool tarp uh, ring skirt era here. Never like that. Me neither. It looks horrible. Rude hammering away the forearms there. You know, the lovely Ian Riccoboni, one of our great fans uh, and patrons, he... Uh, we asked him to appraise Lord Alfred Hayes a few weeks back. Oh, oh did he? And he did on Facebook. Yeah, and he said that Lord's, Lord's good. He said, drop huh. kick by Horner. Nicely done by the mulleted man. Oh, he'll sell this. Go the Atomic. There it is. Love the way Rude sells oh, the oh, Atomic. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so long. Horner off the ropes. Nice. Crossbody. One, two. Kick out by Rude. You ain't going to beat Rick Rude with that shit. <laughs> Now, did Horner, I think he won some matches in the WWF, didn't he? Well, that's that's a surprise. I bet he beat, like, Barry Horowitz and people like that. Nice armbar by Horner. You know you know why this guy didn't win matches in WWF? Look at him. Look at him. That, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was, was going to say. <laughs> look, at the, look at the fans. You need to get on the Vimeo channel to know why this guy isn't a winner. <laughs> yeah, right. if, if you're on the audio, well, Tony Leg, I know, is an audio-only guy, but, man. Woo! Oh, charge misses, he Horner. Like crap. I know, but right. he looks... You got to give him credit, though, Quinn. I gouged by Rude. Uh -huh. Probably a body slam. Uh, right across the ropes. Horner can move, though. He's quick in the ring. Oh, he looks good. I have no issue with his abilities. I it's just have physique. an issue with... Not even his physique. He's actually in decent shape. It's just that he doesn't... I don't know. He looks like... like Is it a the, mullet? Yeah, it's the mullet. He looks like one of the bad kids at school that has the terrible 80s mullet. You know what I mean? But in the 90s? But in the 90s. Like and a Harley-Davidson shirt? Kid. Yeah, that. What was that? Let's let's listen in the alpha because as Ian mentioned, he tries and he he puts things over even when he's misguided. Weasel chant. That's no, Tony Ian, talking. Obviously. What, what do you think of uh, Tony Schiavone? I would think that Ian thinks that Tony's one of the best announcers there ever was, and I would agree with that. I would statement. agree with that too. Oh, look at that! Nice block by Horner. Well, Back slide. That was a little sloppy there, but got it done. Rude back up first. Nice. Clothesline left-handed. Hurt the shoulder, though. Oh. oh. Because Horner was working it, right? See? See some psychology there. Why is this a good squash? I don't know. It's actually good. It's because it's 1989 and, like, th things are firing in all cylinders, if you will. God, 89 is a great year. It's a good year. It's also, like, you know why I like it? Because everything's firing in all cylinders, but they aren't fully, like, glossy yet like they are in 90 I don't know how other, any other way to explain it like in 90-91 like the presentation's a little more glossy there's gloss in 90 there's like grease in 91 I can't describe there's late, some late 91 late 91 yeah it gets greasy yeah early 91 it's still glossy yeah there's gloss but 1990 is the glossiest like 
you know, As old school WWF. Everything's super bright. It looks really sweaty in every arena for some fucking reason. As highlighted by the Rumble yeah. and WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rood hammering away here. Irish whip by Rick. Off the ropes. Head down. Hoarder slams him to the mat. 89 still looks like it. You know, you might be able to mistake some matches for 87 or something. Occasionally. Yeah. Nice inverted atomic now by Horner and Root again. Marvelous selling. Yep. Awesome. Love it. Marvelous Rick Root. Marvelous Rick Root. Kind of does remind me of Marvelous Mark Marrow in a weird way. Maybe it's the facial hair. Yeah. Horner pounding away. Horner's over here, wherever the hell we are. They're fine with him. Did they say where this was? They probably did, but I didn't listen. It's in the primetime arena. Yeah, there. that's where it is. Yeah. Irish whip by Horner. Here comes Root off the ropes. Yeah, well, this probably aired on, like, superstars that week anyway. No, if it's if it's Mooney and, I mean, uh, Hayes and, what's the guy's name, Tony? That's yep. an exclusive. Interesting. When they pull stuff in from other shows, they just use the original commentary back then. Right. Irish whip by Horner. Oh, Rude avoided the drop kick. And that will probably do it. I would say a Rude awakening. He's setting up for it. Here we yep. go. Yep. And. You know, when I was a kid, because I couldn't get my hands on the, the television tapings. And that'll do it. I felt like I never saw the Rude Awakening because it was like never on pay per view. We'd never heard it on pay per view. I was like, what even is his move? Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, they keep saying Rude Awakening. What is that? What is that? Yeah. Would you say that was a pretty good little match here? Yeah, it was a good, good little squat. <laughs> really Wait, good. Is he, is he going to kiss the girl? Is he doing it? Maybe you're right. Hmm. Oh, you're right. Wait a minute, Bobby. I already checked out the female situation. Uh oh. And there ain't a woman in this oh, they're in Oakland, Quinn, remember? So? No, remember we were wondering where was this? Oh, he right, said Oakland, Oakland Eggheads, right. The sexiest man alive. It's California. There's no... There's no yeah, it's Northern California where the girls are warmer. I think they just didn't send out a dweeb to go find... A dweeb? The, the, the lady. <laughs> some kid Some kid just hit rude with the foam finger. Did those, did those women have to, like, sign waivers or anything? What do you mean, waivers? I mean, you're kissing someone... On air. I don't know. Like, is there is there some kind of legal situation there? No. Okay. They're probably like, hey, you want 50 bucks or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, just a, a, a little taste of what the Warriors are going to be getting at SummerSlams. You know, Big I rematch no coming up. Yep. That evening. You, you know what's crazy? How Rick Root's kid looks exactly like him. Sounds like him, too. Yeah, it's really good. It was good. Yeah. He should wrestle. It's too bad he doesn't wrestle. I know. Was, was he like 6'6"? Six, six? He was like... He, he looked like, like he a looked wrestler. Like a freaking wrestler. I know. <laughs> well, Mr. Piper, Mr. Bagpipe Lips, what do you think of that victory? I think. Uh, oh, serious Piper. This oh, is better. Yeah. It's better than Gur Piper. Don't <laughs> worry, they'll turn back into that. <laughs> any stretch of the imagination that I'm a little problem to anybody, Rude. Now, Radishing Rude. Is it Radishing? Ravishing. 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 I'm sorry. I thought you were a farmer. Ravishing. First thing, it's called a kilt. You see, now, I don't want, because you didn't give the Rude awakening to that. Young lady or ladies, you didn't find anybody worthy of. I don't want you to make the misconception that this is a skirt and try to give me any oh. kind of awakenings because, baby, P.O. me, baby, and watch me grow. You Maybe you're sitting around with um, boobsy the what brain that because mean? this is I a... Watch me grow. What do you... Oh. He's going to tell you oh. everything you want to hear. If you talk to me, 
Don't ask me what I think you. I might not give the answers that you want me to. You're sitting there with them that big was actually lips funny. and that mustache. Why is he like singing? Strip-tease <laughs> music come down. Them, them looks look like a look. Them lips looks like a dog been chewing on a tootsie roll for about three days. Man, coming out here saying I'm a little problem, baby. I am the original legend killer, brother. It's obvious. I ain't never done- that reminds me. If you want a delicious snack, try cowtails. I'll have one. Oreo. Yeah, Oreo again. A munch. As revealed in the latest canon. Yeah, this happened last time we did a <laughs> <Yes>. review. <laughs> All right, back to the review. Uh, for those of you on the audio or video, I apologize for the tracking noise here in the audio. I'm trying to EQ oh. it out, but I can't. It's a lot more live, pal. We're live. Oh, you shut up! Oh. I ain't never backed shut off from up. nobody in my oh. entire life. That's true. Mm-hmm. You. I come here just to say hello to the gorilla, <laughs> talk to the fans, <laughs> and no trouble. Of course, if you want trouble, <laughs> T-R-U-E-B-L-E, that's me, that's trouble, yes. But for now, I think we're just going to go on a little tour and find out where all these fine athletes are going to be, which you won't be one of them oh, if you live. fooling with me. <laughs> we got them. The WWF on tour. Fake plan. You love it. So, here's the thing. <laughs> is I think Piper is such a perfect um, foil. foil for Rick Rude. Rick Rude thinks he's such hot shit and Piper's out of his damn mind. Yeah, like Piper's <laughs> insane. Yeah, like he, he has no... Like some people, I I think that a lot of the the wrestling characters, they're like they're not intimidated of Rick Rude, but they're like they're in awe of like how good he looks and all this shit. Difficult right? to deal with, yeah. Roddy Piper, on the other hand, is like, he's a nutcase. <laughs> right, it's a it's like perfect. Like he didn't give a shit about anything this guy says. This guy stood up to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he doesn't care. But also, I always thought Piper stood up to Hulk Hogan because. He didn't know any better. He's that nutty. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just a crazy nut. He's a nut. That's yeah. that's the whole character. He did it to Andre. Right. I was I'll, like, I'll you fight get- Andre. Okay. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> get the fuck out of hell. He put his hands on Andre. I know. How's that Oreo cowtail? Good? Fantastic. <laughs> Primetime wrestling, we saw this girl by himself. About rugged Ronnie Maybe. Garvin and exactly oh, good, Ronnie Garvin. Status is here in the world oh, God, remember he's retired. President Jack Tunney's oh, gonna God, clear that all up for us right now. Oh, oh, I'm very pleased to announce that Mr. I Ronnie Garvin slick. has been granted full privileges and status as an active World Wrestling Federation wrestler. Aha, uh-huh. oh, certainly. Glad Why does he wrestle at SummerSlam? <laughs> Permanently That's the only announcement he made. Federation with all the Who's that going around? No, you supposed to go around boobsy? I don't think so. I'll <laughs> go around boobsy. Unfortunately, for Ronnie Garvin, a little bit. I swear, Piper just get gets bored during this half the time, and he's like away. doing things. I would too if I were he. No. Fine athlete, justice. I think has prevailed here because the I don't like him sitting next to Gorilla though. It really bothers me. I don't like when he like talks all nice talk. Like justice has prevailed for Ronnie. Shut up, Ronnie Garvin stinks. He doesn't have the the opportunity to be involved in it. But watch him, watch him in the future. You know, talking about people that are involved. You can hear that Bobby's in that room. You know what I mean? You're gonna hear the echo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who mentioned your name? Wendy. You don't have to. Windy. I can do whatever I Girl want. Gorilla's clearly looking at him. Home, Piper, Are we just giving up on the mystery <laughs> that they're like separate? Big screen TV. I want you to yeah. watch Ravishing Root in action when you see him take care of the ultimate warrior. Watch Wait. my brain busters. Watch Andre the Giant. He's clearly the in the room. Boss man and Akeem. It's just, just one big soundstage, probably. Why are you looking at each other? Yeah. Grabs your brain. Good point. Why the heart Good point, large person. Would you like to know why? Yeah. Talk Good to the guy point, in the large person. He seems to know everything. Because <laughs> you're chicken. That's why. Because you're chicken. 
chicken, 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 period, chicken, rock scratching chicken. For a person that's not chicken, you do that pretty well. Well, thank you very much. I'm not chicken. <laughs> uh, nothing. In SummerSlam, the heart Foundation... In SummerSlam? <laughs> was he Brett? I don't know. You know, in the SummerSlam, he wanted to get the title shot, but... The... Oh, we're going to wrestle now, okay? I always thought this was so weird. Contractual obligations or whatever the fuck at SummerSlam. Yeah, they said the, the match was signed before the Brainbusters had the belts. But in oh, your favorite. Yeah. But in K-Fob, what, what is the... You're, you're, you have the big SummerSlam show coming up, right? Yeah, the SummerSlam. Why not just spice the damn pot oh. up? Oh, slick hair. What is that hair? This earthquake's not with him yet. Then he gets really annoying. Crony. Yeah. Well, because they, um... I just don't get why Why not just sweeten the pot. In kayfabe, because the Heart Foundation didn't earn a shot yet. Who cares? What do you mean? Whoa. Honky? Oh, honky? Wait. Like, with Jimmy Hart... Oh, it's a team. Okay. Yeah, but why is it why is Bravo? Jimmy not, why is Jimmy not coming out with Honky? Well, because he's already... He had to lead Bravo out first because he couldn't find the ring. <laughs> but the Honky is Jimmy's is crown jewel. Well, they both are now. What? He likes Dino. Where's Greg <laughs> Hammer time? Don't you dare let him see it, Jimmy Hart! Don't you ever let him see it, Jimmy Hart! Yeah. Remember when you discovered that existed? Yeah, it, from was, the it made me so happy. <laughs> Don't let him see it, Jimmy! Don't you ever let him see it! <laughs> I lost my shit. What we're talking about, folks, is the WrestleMania 4 Coliseum exclusive after uh, Jimmy, Jimmy gets, gets his, his haircut. haircut. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hockey Chuck Man's like a, a riot. It's amazing. You know, we were heels, uh, and then we were faces, and they liked us a lot. Now, is Jimmy Hart technically their manager or some shit? I think that's over by now. Okay. Brett with the silver glasses, black on top. This would probably be good. Mm -hmm. Honestly. I never understood why somebody couldn't fire their manager. Like, why, why the contract? So just, just avoid the contract. Well, I, tr I tried that in Montreal and it didn't work. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's not a situation where you would get kicked out of wrestling, so who gives a shit? Some people might say otherwise. Fuck Bill Goldberg, by the way. William Goldberg. What's going on there, by the way? Now, I don't know. Is this like a new... Cares. It comes Doesn't off as matter. a new gimmick to me. Like, it almost like he's like, you know, I'm feuding with Goldberg now. He just throws that in for yeah. sport. It's like his new thing at the convention. So I, 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 I never liked Goldberg or something. The funniest is when... I think it was Rob Feinstein, who's not a savory character to begin with, was talking to Brett. And, you know, Triple H had to retire, and Brett's just like, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't care. It's like siding shit. He's like, yeah. So, someone is hard or something, right? Yeah, it's ironic heart. No, he didn't say that, but... <laughs> someone my heart. Anyway. You know, he, that... <laughs> what? It's so Bret Hart to tell it like it is about Triple H retiring and he how he doesn't like, like him. Yeah, but but here's the thing that I thought was super funny about the whole thing. What? It's sad, right? Like I know I understand, but also yes, he's no, like 50, it really is. Also, he's like fifty something, and maybe he shouldn't be wrestling anymore anyway. These days, though, I guess wrestlers wrestle as long as they can and want to. You know. But here's the thing: is that what I always thought, right? Bravo and the Hitman starting here. Sternum rematch. The here. minute that he became part of Sternum. management, Sternum. He should have not been, especially when he was semi-retired and part of management, should never be wrestling anymore. Why not? Because that's just bad for, like, business and, like... Vince you, did it. Yeah, but that was, like... Dusty Rhodes did it, Quinn. A lot of Booker promoters. I know, but nowadays wrestlers. it's not as common because for, for HR reasons. Like, yeah, but, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, yes, but still. Oh, it's a cradle by the Hitman. One, two. Referee Joey Morello, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna have an Oreo. Uh, I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. I, I, I never liked it. Um, not to mention when he comes out, they call him the King of Kings. It just always upsets me. That was his nickname. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is to Triple H, that's real. Never even won the King of the Ring, did he? Um, oh, 97. Yeah, he won it. Sorry. But it's not even called King. It's not even for that. He's trying to say that he's like the best wrestler to ever happen or whatever. He's not. Uh, yeah. Off the ropes, right arm with an elbow crossbody combo. One, two, no. There's like 10 to 20 better wrestlers than Triple H. At least, yes. Yeah. That's it's, it's pressed like, by the Hitman. One, two, one no. One of them's in the ring right now. Brett the Hitman. Hey, Dino? No, Brett the Hitman. Bret Hart's better than Triple H, yes. Yep. He's the only one of these four, though. By default, Shawn Michaels is better than Triple H simply yes. because Triple H is a Shawn Michaels crony. Like, I've always thought that. Listen, I think Triple H single leg there by the Hitman tagging in the end of a honky on the mat now. I think that Triple H is, I want to be very clear. I've always thought he was a very good wrestler. Mm -hmm. I really do. My problem with him was always... I felt that after around 2001 or two, his matches were always too long. Yes. And, right? And that the WWE, maybe not even him, maybe not him, but the WWE. We're cutting in the middle here. <laughs> we're going to go to break. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fucking time. The reason that's one week away, by the way, is because SummerSlam is a Monday. Right. For anyone that might not know. Sometimes on Monday. Yeah. I thought Triple H was a good wrestler. It's not like he's bad in the ring. He's very good in the ring. He's just overrated by the company themselves is what always bothered me. Right, like people don't overrate him. Yeah. What is this? Why do guys like the Hart Foundation with such an important match coming up a week away in SummerSlam take a match of this nature? Because it was like because, six weeks uh, ago. Acting like it's now, I love it. Stay finely tuned. You know, you can do this. You can get to the point where you quit all your matches. They're doing and it on Monday night, training, this match. Oh, definitely. Like to Crazy, right? Training, Just like Shotgun, live. Yeah. You lose your Gotta stay sharp. Gotta stay Let's sharp. go back to ringside. Is it, you know, is the context of like primetime that they're like that there's multiple arenas around the country of like because the WSL is touring right and that they're like we got cameras all over the place is that really what they're you're supposed to think you know I don't know what you're supposed to think but I have a call to action mm -hmm. if you grew up watching primetime wrestling I know some of our fans did mm -hmm. what did you think did you think these matches were really happening live because, I mean, I know I did with Superstars and Action Zone, I did. Me, me too. But see, the way see the way this show was always presented, right? Before I knew anything, right? And I would see, you know, I saw a tape of this or something. You you say, you let me borrow something. And I was, I remember thinking this a little confused. I was like, is that TV, like, some feed of, like, touring matches going on or something? Like, is that what that is? Right? You know, right, like, yeah. I, I would think this sometimes. I would wonder about it. I didn't understand it all either. Yeah. It's just, it's odd how they present it, is all. Basically, from what I understand, Honky and them, Anvil in trouble, Bravo being a dick. Um, From what I understand, correct me out there if I'm wrong, you would buy your tickets to what you thought was a house show. Right. And then they would say, like, cameras will be there. Interesting. And basically, it turned into a fucking marathon TV taping. Gotcha. No, I don't film 700 matches. Yeah, there were long tapings. I mean, from a business standpoint, it makes total sense. It's very efficient. You know what I, I mean? I wonder how they advertised as far as, like, how long the show would be. That's like, Well, they never give an end time, right? Yeah. Just I mean, how time. many people would just be like, I'm fucking, why is Bret Hart wrestling twice? I'm leaving. Or four times yeah, sometimes, I, right? This is weird. Well, they did that 
And then you'd have people calling in a John Arezzi. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, John, in the uh, third hour of the Superstars taping, it looked like they're bringing back uh, Big John Stud. Yeah. I think there's going to feel with Andre. And people know like a month ahead of time. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a good time. Anyway, Brett and Honky, old rivals here. That's true. Oh, big fist of the gut by the hitman. Now, you like the Heart Foundation as a team? Of course I do. Yeah. Now, when, when's Double Trouble show up? They got to be coming in soon here. Well, the weird thing is, Quim, they already exist because the WrestleMania 5. Yeah, I wonder why, where, where his Double Trouble teammate is. I don't know why it's not Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I just thought of it because Ian just now, and plus it's Ian 89. loves Double Trouble. For the record, folks, hit Irish whip by the hitman, honky off the ropes, nice fist to the gut. Here comes. Wait. Very, very fast. Uh, like I thought he was going to go for the neck breaker, the Russian leg sweep. And that's the sunset flip Bret Hart always does. <laughs> He's so good at doing yeah. that. Shut up, Lord. For the record, for any of our fans out there, hitman goes to the second row of the inside. Bret's rope. Um, Valentine and Honky were a team before they were Rhythm and Blues. Yes. And they were very slyly referred to and pretty much only by Jimmy Hart <laughs> as Double Trouble. Yes. And this I is real. I took notice of this and I called them Double Trouble on like a something they were doing. I've been calling on that since we've discovered this. Yeah. And, and it was funny because I don't think it was just Ian. There was like other people were like, what do you mean double? Like, who the hell is that? Like, and it's like literally they say it. That's really what the they show. were called. Jimmy did it. Only yeah. Jimmy though. <laughs> Jimmy and Honky, I just, I, I, oh, look, there's a megaphone in the ring there. Bravo! Bravo's got oh, it. With the hitman, such a flip over, Bravo! He's not legal, though. Where's the hell's the rest? Morello over there. Oh, Anvil cutting off Honky. Bravo's not legal. Oh, there's going to be a DQ because Anvil's going to not be able to control himself and just use it. <laughs> you called it. Yeah. You literally this called the, it. This is the era where the Hart Foundation doesn't give a shit, and they're they're willing to just beat the crap out of Jimmy Hart cronies. Yeah, they're tired of everyone's shit. Yeah, they're like oh, a weapon. Okay, <laughs> it's been like a year of them like having to deal with shit. Yeah, these matches are meaningless. <laughs> right. They don't get title shots anyway, so who cares? We never fucking win. Yeah, they don't even win at SummerSlam if you recall. Yeah, it's true. Martin and Tully beat them. Eh, you gotta have an off year every now and then yeah. when your career is this long. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I like them. I never, you know, what? I was one of those people that one thing. Oh, wait. Go ahead. One thing about Bret Hart specifically to me was past a certain point, even in the 90s, I always yeah. felt like he didn't need to be champion anymore. Even as a kid, I was like, he's been the champion like a million times, and like no one really disputes that he's not like the best, like technical wrestler. Like, why the fuck does he need to be the champion? I'll tell you what. You like, know, when I felt that, I felt that not in 95. In 95, I was pissed, but in, <laughs> that he wasn't, mm -hmm. you know. But in 97, during the whole heel run, a lot of people, maybe maybe not a lot of people, maybe me, seem to forget that really the height of Brett's heel run, he wasn't the champion. Yeah. Once he won the title, then everything that, went downhill from there. Right, because Sean the also Patriot showed up. <laughs> it's true. And because Sean turned heel. Right. And then Sean was like a. The, he, the hotter he, heel. Yeah, he he was. Like, Rightfully so. Because everyone was tired of the face version. It was like, oh, we get to see Sean be a heel right, again. Like, and then, good, like, fuck him. I remember being excited about it. So but was he came I. In and I was like, okay, now he's got an attitude. He doesn't have to put up with this bull crap right. anymore. And he can like be an ass to everyone. Now it's okay that I don't like him. Yeah. You know, that's how I felt. Yeah. I already didn't like him. Now it's good that I don't like Like, I really got when he... See, I remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, remember when he put his the Canadian flag in his nose or whatever? Yeah, and it he was, was like on hanging Raw. on the Heart Foundation. Yeah. 
wasn't that like a couple months before they even fought at Survivor Series? Like that was like in the summer or something. Um, I want to say October. Yeah, like, I think it, it was felt October. like way before the the Survivor Series thing happened. Yeah, they were always going at it. That right. never stopped. Yeah. It like almost never stopped. I just remember that moment and being like, because that was one of the first like, okay, Sean's like really heel now. He's a big dick. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, like he's really just like getting, he's getting in his face, he's getting on his nerves. Like I just loved it. Yeah. And that, but that's an interesting point that you made and we're going to go back to the video in a second, but Brett wasn't the champion. That tremendous heel work that he started doing right before WrestleMania mm -hmm. until like winning the title, he wasn't the champion. Yeah. Canadian Stampede, like all of that. Where he's like the wheelchair Brett, yeah, wasn't world champion. Professor X version. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he didn't need the belt. No, and then once he wins it and does the five, and then they're like, you know, Sean's heel. And remember, and now even, he's chasing the title, so you're like, well, I don't care about Bret Hart anymore because remember he's Brett not, bitching about it and yeah. wrestling with shows. You know, he scooped my heat. Yeah, and Brett's right, but at the same time, it worked. But but, also, if he got the title, why? You know what I mean? Like. That's the thing with getting the title. Sometimes it like takes the heat off you in general. It doesn't. That's not just. That's not, not just a Brett, a Brett thing. thing. It's like the Undertaker, for example. Oh, when he it, won it? it. Yeah, it was like he was hot, and then he just wasn't. The <laughs> yeah, and he got the title belt. First he was hot, then he was hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when hot creatures, I love you. People were like tracking the Undertaker, trying <laughs> to get his title back all this time, and they were like all behind him. And then he gets it. No one gives a shit. <laughs> it's all shitty. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's probably like, why Brett won. Everyone it. was like, okay, when's he gonna lose it again? Because so, and then once Undertaker was chasing again, everybody wanted to root for him well, again. Once he was going after Sean. Yeah, exactly. For costing him the title, then it was like, fuck yeah. Exactly. This is what I mean. It's like sometimes like. There's only certain people who are good at like holding the belt, like Hulk Hogan or um, Hall Hogan, Hall Hogan, and like John Cena is good at holding the belt. Yeah, you know, you know the the other problem, and then we're back to this. I promise. For Brett, Sean and Taker was a great feud, awesome mm -hmm. feud, deserved the hell in the set. Like that was amazing. It was good. Seriously, problem is that they had no one else for Brett. Yeah, like if you really think about the, the roster, Joe. Like Austin was in. They could have had a few with the Commandant and all them. <laughs> Austin was injured. Who else? Yeah. There was literally no good heel for yeah. Brett. So it's not, you know what like I mean? Turn, imploded the Heart Foundation if they were really looking for people. Had a few with Owen one yeah. last time. Or, or Bulldog, whatever. Or Bulldog. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to uh, Bobby Heenan and Rick Rude here on Primetime. Where credit is due, the Heart Foundation did look very sharp. They dominated that match. They're keen. They're on their way to becoming. Very good contenders for the World Wrestling Federation <laughs> Tag Team Championship. Studio B, Studio B, can they hear me? Studio, they, they Studio B, you. hello. Now they're acting yes. like it's different rooms. Yes, stupid. Considering the company you keep, I got a question for you now. He all knows the question. Well, and let me tell you, I'm going to give you a compliment. Being that you're one of the greatest managers ever in professional True. wrestling. Well. Being that you have Mr. Rick Rudd, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's something we would say, right? No random drop there. Intercontinental Rick champion, Rudd. And that, incidentally, in SummerSlam, the title Rick Rudd. was on the line. Is, is that correct, Boobs? That's correct. Okay, so far, so good. Now we have the Brain Busters, who are the World Tag Team Champion, Boobs. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you very much. Thank you. He does have two of the three belts. Why well, aren't the titles on the line? I'll give you the answer to that. I would appreciate it. An honest one would be nice for you. Because I had signed my brain busters See? to wrestle the Hart Foundation, signed the contracts before we won the championship. Wait, wait, okay. That very legitimate. Fair enough. Wait a second. Just 
If indeed you're on Amend the road the that contract. you're on, and what a what a win! Because listen, if you put the titles up, I'm giving you a last chance. We got one week. You put the Thanks titles up next week Ooh, at SummerSlam, and they defeat the Hart Foundation. You won't ever have to bother with them again because they won't be number one contenders. If you don't beat them, then you're going to have to bother. Didn't Jesse them say this, member? Yeah, why did they do this? Even Jesse was like, "Why did he do this? Stupid!" It's like if the Hart Foundation loses Shivani, they might not see a title shot for a year. Right. And that's what happened. And they're going to have to earn a shot for it. That was stupid, by the way. The non-title? No. You call that a year? You call earning a championship? I have a better answer. You don't want to lose two championships in one night. There you go. Gorilla knows all. Wait a minute. There is no way on God's green earth that the ultimate warrior will deal with ravishing Rick Rude. We're all clearly looking at him. Yep. Are the guys are going to have to face the Hulkster and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. They're standing by right now, referring to the Macho Wait, Man the Randy Savage. With it, with Sherry's yeah, hanging out right now. And of course, Scary Sherry. Why does he call himself Radishy? As I stole the cauldron of madness and look into it, and I see the smoke clear. What do I Why see? Why only at SummerSlam if you're with usually once a year? Some type of brew, and then I see her. As the smoke clears, Hulk Hogan and Beefcake are drinking it. What's happening to them? They seem to be believing something that isn't true. Hallucinating. Thinking that they're something that they're not. Something they'll never be. Please, Beefcake, your scissors are sharper than ever. Hulk Hogan, you seem to be believing that you're bigger than anything that's ever start yelling? existed. It'll happen. Hallucinating is what you're doing. Complete oh. mental insanity, yeah, your reality is out of sync, yeah! I always like that Cherry's going like, she always does that to him. This so, man right oh. here is impervious to pain, yeah! Is he going to say Beefcake Barber? Maybe. The beardest he doesn't know. He doesn't care. You have got to accept the truth! Harry's yeah, hair is very Mad Max. Yep. <laughs> yep. You are a god, and Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake got to accept it. Hulk Hogan, Beefcake Barber. There you yes. go. Rain hard. I love him. And eat your vitamins. <laughs> Now, is that a painted unibrow or a real, or he grew it out? I can never tell. I think it's painted. Okay. The SummerSlam music. <laughs> Bubbly letters. I'm so happy. I like this better as a Rumble theme, don't you? I don't mind it as SummerSlam theme. I don't theme. mind it, but I like the down, 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 down. What's that SummerSlam theme where they're like, it has like the 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 pre thing where it's all quiet and calm. What, what am I thinking of? It, it's kind of like the WrestleMania four quiet and calm thing too. SummerSlam theme? No, there's, there's like only... a SummerSlam one where there's people on a beach and like kids playing and stuff, and then and it turns into SummerSlam. That's eighty eight and eighty nine are the only ones that have the Royal Rumble mm. theme, and then can't think of the one after that. It's the down, 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 down. Sorry, Andrew Yeah, but I'm thinking of that weird intro, though, where there's, like, <laughs> they're like there's, like, a family in a pool. Oh, where they keep cutting to, like, a girl eating ice cream and all yeah, that. That's, yeah. 80, that's this one. That's yeah, 89. that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Available in the archives. For you to see this extravaganza, and that is on a... Girl is barely talked on this episode. <laughs> this is your... Well, believe me, there's only a week there's left. There's too much going on, You don't want to be left out. Don't be calling here later and say, hey, Gorilla, 
didn't get it. I got mine. Too bad. I did. I swear. Complaining to girl monster specifically. See, I got one of them big ugly satellites. Oh, I get I the big TV guy that has huge. Hey, gorilla! I just got the fucking tape of you. Wait, I mean, do that. Girl on the phone. What do you think? I actually fucking control this. I'd like to ask you a very important question. They call the headquarters. WF headquarters. Girls are there. I don't know. Go ahead. That chair next to you that uh, has a skirt in it, is that a director's chair? Yes. It doesn't seem right there. I, I'm thinking maybe I should take a little stroll over to the Studio A and what maybe What makes you think you'd be welcome over here? No, no, you don't understand. I'm going to be a gentleman. I know. I'm just going to ask... Girl is clearly looking Mr. at Rowdy, him Rowdy as he talks. It's amazing. You see... I think I look a lot better sitting Are we already getting to this does. part of the show? Job. I don't think no, no. so. I quit and walked off. That's the only reason you have a job. Oh, I if see. If I want to sit back in that chair, take a stroll down the hallway, take a right and go right in that studio, Doesn't it? I'll do I'm it. not wrong, right? Eventually, Piper is in Studio B, right? Yeah, or, or it's the other way around. They attack him. I don't remember. No, I mean, like... Because Piper's there until the end of the year. Eventually, it's Bobby and Girl and Piper. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right? The show reverses at some point. Yeah, and Piper's There's, annoying from the Bobby it studio. It has something to do with, like, Piper gets too angry with him once and attacks him, so they, like, demote Piper back down to the other studio. It might be because of this one, right? I don't know if it's because of this one explicitly or not. I you can let us know, folks. Yeah, because we don't yeah. remember. Well, at any time I see fit. I see. I, I take a stroll with you, but I'm spoken for. <laughs> well, you better have other arrangements in case Here's I decide it's not spoken for. We're going to take a look inside right now and take a look at a very strange there. individual. Who is it? Referring to the genius. Oh, strange. This is Tony Schiavone. I feel like strange isn't a good descriptor for the genius. No, he's not strange. He's, he's not an idiot. He's a genius. He's just really smart. Yeah. He's a prodigy. Yeah. Proudly. I, he looks very conceited. I always think it's weird when the genius wrestles for some reason. Why? I don't know why. It's just like, it, even when he was... Even he was when leaping Lanny forever. Know, even when he's an active wrestler. Who is that? I don't know. I'll tell you what, he's not a genius. Looks like, he didn't even get Cryon? Are they serious? No Chiron. Yes. Yes. Wait, they already had what's her head? Uh, Mike McGurk? Yeah. This early? 89? Well, you know. Hang on. Oh, yeah. A broken clock is always right at least two times a day. Behold the future champions, the brothers Beverly. Yeah. That's that's it. Um. tell me that the sun has never risen. If you've ever flown the Concorde, you can put that rule to rest. And what goes up must come back down in reciprocity. Must but be because it's a singles match, a longer poem. Velocity. These facts that you've held sacred, I have brilliantly erased. But I know one thing sure to put a belt around my waist. What? I hate to sound mysterious, but you <laughs> must wait and see. It's totally Behold the future champions, the, the brothers, brothers Beverly. Beverly. Duh. We said it for him. He didn't have to hear it. I didn't understand. Who are the brothers Beverly? Who are they? What does that mean? Why is he dressed like mustard and olives? It's a long, it's a long con. The brothers Beverly. As I look around the room, I see my son's toy slide. I see my wife's desk and her printer cannot hide. I look over at the sofa and I see a cardboard box. I look down at the suitcase and I look down at my socks. Poetry is easy if you know how to rhyme. And I would keep going, but we just don't have the time. What I'm trying to say is that takes no fucking talent. The brothers Beverly. Exactly. You have to make your way over there. He should wrestle with just the hat. Well, I mean, and the tights, but... 
Now, why does his sash and stuff not match his tights? That makes more sense to he me. Does, he does, he's not that smart. Whoa! He's, he's stretching. <laughs> Whoa! Ooh. Uh, in all seriousness... his boots say high IQ on them? <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, do they, they do. Well, the other one did. I can't see it on the wait, other... Wait, do they really? Yeah. I never noticed well, that. High IQ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's good. Listen. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, IQ, sorry. IQ? Yeah. Uh, H-I-Q? The cartwheel for no reason. Yeah. I really like Lanny Poffo, by the way. I think he's a tremendous athlete. It's I amazing really, that he's Macho Man's brother. I know. They're very different. The only reason he's there. Yeah. It is... I mean, why the hell else would they have him? They, they wouldn't. He honestly, like, isn't that bad of a hand to be quite... It's a good like, hand. As far as a guy that you just seem to put in, like, a opening match or yeah, some shit. Yeah, no, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. He and was he, an opening match guy. Like, yeah, here's the thing. It's like, it's partially, like, because of Randy Savage, but at the same time, it's like, it's, it's also like, just useful. Like, Is he better than Brutus Beefcake? Yes. There you go. That's why they had him feud with Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> That's true. Oak's friend versus Macho's friend. That's true. Oh, the left hand head shake. Mm -hmm. Did he? Did Jacques Rougeau pick that up from him? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Jacques Rougeau's been doing this since the 70s or something. In Montreal? Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. He shook his hand. And. And th this isn't going to work out. Oh, wrist lock. That's you know what's fair. weird? A rare instance where they found someone smaller than the genius. Yeah, he's not a big guy. Yeah. Wrist lock take down again. He's like way bigger than this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Lanny's not a big guy. What's his name? Ponce de Leon? Like the explorer yeah, man? Yeah, that's what it is, Quinn. Mm -hmm. Lewis and Clark, actually. He's saying De Leon. De Leon. Yeah. Oh, nice cartwheel there by Lanny. <laughs> you know he just does this stuff to piss people off. He's great at generating yeah. heel heat. Yeah. He, the thing about Lanny as the genius is he's a great... Whoa, nice slap by De Leon. De He's Leon. a great mid-card heel act, which yeah. is exactly what he should be. It's true. Shouldn't be a main eventer. I don't think this kid should be getting offense in any form or That's true. <laughs> Although, we gotta remember, the genius would eventually hold a, uh, a victory over Hulk Hogan. Yes. This is true. Why did he never get a title shot? Was Hulk not the champion? No, he was. No, he was. Remember Perfect broke the belt? The genius should have gotten his title shot then. Did beat him by count out, you're right. I mean, a win's a win, right, Joe? In the record books, it says that the genius did defeat Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. One of the only people ever. Jacques Rougeau, mm -hmm. the genius, ultimate warrior. Uh, recently, we saw George Steele got a count out victory over the Hulkster. That's on the right, yeah, uh, not too long ago on the 84 cannon. That was weird. Remember Mr. All the archives. Mr. Fuji helped and all this. With the gloves? And the other gloves? I forget if he's already gotten rid of the I gloves. I think they're done, right? Yeah. Genius gonna go for the moonsault. That'll do it. Goodbye. There you go. that, that, that's a good fit. Oh, oh, he's not done yet. That's a bad idea. That's not a good idea. Mr. Perfect might have to bail him out or whatever. They're not together yet, are they? Really? Not in, not in August. Mm. Oh, he's gonna do it again. Look at that. No? No, he's not. Was he gonna do like a, a superfly? Here we go. The oh, somersault. Some good shit that Lanny does. He really is a good wrestler. I've never thought otherwise. I wonder, you know, I've never seen him do, like, a more traditional match. I wonder how he would, like, fare. Like, if he had to do, like, a long, like, 20-minute match or something. Oh, he did a ton as an opening guy at, like, MSG and stuff. Yeah, but where he's on top, not where he's a jobber. Oh, he would win sometimes, yeah. Like, Rene Goulet and people like that. Hmm. Rene Goulet. Hey. Hey, I mean, he's a badass. Rene Goulet is good, man. 
Another car? Before, before he put on a suit, he really looked like a badass. Especially with the beard, right? Yeah. He looked great. Well, Freeze frame. The genius handled his opponent quite handsomely. He looked all right, didn't he, Bobby? Well, he's a genius. Bobby. You know what? I, I thought I heard Piper say there, uh, uh, who's going to make him stroll? You know, who's going to make him walk? Piper, what you don't understand is we can make you do what we want to when we want to Ooh. because you my man Let's keep are escalating, a huh? yeah. in the sea of life and i am a great white shark oh. that's why i am the intercontinental champion and you are just sitting there flapping your gums tell me, tell me something you know uh come on with the striptease music is it true that you date the two one with the striptease music Ruddy, sometimes I date dozens of girls at one time. Ooh. That's so when you fall asleep, they got someone to talk to. Is that what it is? Uh, I fall asleep once a, once a month, maybe. Once a month. <laughs> Listen, anytime you want to take me for a stroll... Did they almost make each other laugh? Yeah. What was that? Hey, that was, yeah, definitely. Shot, huh? Piper, I think you should know something right now. The man you're talking to, and I guarantee you this, is the most dangerous man you know. Believe it or not. You know, Bobby, he yeah. says when he gets PO'd, he grows. Well, Piper, I think you better start getting PO'd because you got a lot of catching up to do. Wow. Man. My, 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 my. Wow. I think that's all we have to say to that. <laughs> Damn. Y'all done now? <laughs> Gorilla. Here's you a guy that never falls asleep. Returning to Sean Mooney. And here's a guy that never felt like the transition. We gotta get out of here, basically. Gorilla is just like the perfect, like in the background. Like yeah, he's... but they were talking. They the, the the euphemisms I there know. were getting a little uh, hot, uh, rough and tumble. Here's rough. a guy that never falls yeah, asleep. Yeah. Sean Mooney. Yeah, we're gonna get a pun here. Yeah, uh, thank you, Gorilla. Right. Uh, ready? What is that? Don't listen to them. Relief from the heat of SummerSlam in sight. The action takes place one week from this Monday night. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Mooney. It happens one week from this Monday evening. That is August 28th. Horrible. Oh, like Arena. Nice spectacular matches, I, including this You know, one. here's the thing: is that I had softened to Mooney for a time. You did. I've said it. Now you've had enough. Pause of them. it for one second. I want to hear from Million. Um. Now you've had I, enough uh, of Mooney. I having to rewatch all those pay per views again. He's fucking insufferable past a certain point. Like I can't even anymore. You like Todd better, don't you? I do. I do too. I don't know what it is. It's just like he just keeps getting like on my nerves. Mooney. It's it, the way he talks. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, Todd's annoying too. I'm sorry, Sean. I know you've been on the show and everything. It's just your character really just. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, not him. It, it, it really annoyed me after a while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Cause it was like it was like always like at the most inopportune times like that I think it I think it was like how they programmed it like meaning how they like actually like put the show together on the where, TV you mean where he would come on and oh I just you mean be, on the pay per views yeah like it was just it just always rubbed me the wrong way I understand that yeah that's not his fault though no I mean he's talented yeah no it's not about that. I actually it's, think Todd well I think we said this one is the last comment Mooney's always Mooney yeah Todd is two modes. Hyper pitch man, like funny guy, like a whistle butt. Yeah, I'm version. your, I'm your friend. Yeah, but then he also has like serious voiceover and like big match. Todd, there's the third kind, which is the jokes. Well, that's a, I'm your friend and I'm funny. That yeah. one, bad. <laughs> but like, why well, don't mind when he's my friend when I'm a kid, but he's not telling jokes. You see, that's like, fine. Like, like you gotta order the Royal Rumble, like right. that one, right? Or like when he's screwing around with Stephanie in the back, like with yeah. that, like in the studio. That's and fine. Like that, that stuff's fun. Like, but my favorite is Big Match Todd. 
Yeah. Bret Hart. You know, that yeah. whole, like... The din, 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 yeah. Din, din, or when he's doing the pre match. Ramon, like, Jeff Jarrett, Monday Night Raw. The country singer looks to retain yeah. his goal. You know, that it's whole a, thing. It's always that, yeah. But but even pre-match Todd, like, big match Todd but is Mooney very good. never had the serious mode. Because well, they had Gene there. That's true. All right! Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, here's Million Dollar Man with his hair like really bad because it's 1989. It's, he has the Seinfeld shower hair. It's the one you don't like, this version of him. Well, the black suit's good. I don't like the green suit. Yeah, but uh, you don't like anything he does in 1989. You always say this. He stinks. Yeah. A thousand times. Everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. He looks man. high. He probably is See high. That snooker? That's a quarter. <laughs> we know you'll come cheap. Anybody that's from a little dot in the South Pacific, they call the Fiji Islands, who's been raised all his life climbing coconut trees. Why is his hair so bad? It's so upsetting. Can't cost too much. What's your price, it's Nuka? terrible. A bushel of bananas? I love that Dibiase is such an asshole no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no yeah, matter no, what. No matter what situation <laughs> it is. What a piece of shit. <laughs> so mean. I like how the belt is still newish looking so it doesn't like bend well. Do you ever notice It's very stiff, right? Yeah, it just looks stiff, you can tell. Not like Rick Rude, apparently. Yeah. Million Dollar Man Ted Dibiase to tangle yeah. the Superfly Jimmy Snuka in a tag team competition. Oh. The Brain Busters. Okay. Oh, Tully and Art? Facing the Heart Foundation. They're going to defend? Who's Talking. You know oh, something, oh. Bobby Heenan, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson. Yeah, pieces of shit. A lot of people are asking questions, like which is more devastating, the brain buster or a heart attack? <laughs> no, they hey, both hey, would be devastating, in my opinion. That's true. Without any brains, that's Brett. easy, baby. <laughs> but the Heart Foundation. You know, Brett's face looks like bad CG or something like that. And the Heart Foundation's aiming to prove it to the brain busters that the heart attack is going to meet them one vicious beating. The heart attack is started. The Heart Foundation is on a roll. And Bobby Heenan, you are going to find out that the Heart Foundation is going to become the next World Heavyweight Champion. We've won the Heart Foundation. That the Heart Foundation is going to become the next World Heavyweight Champion. We've won the Heart Foundation. That the Heart Foundation is going to become the next World Heavyweight Champion. We've won the Heart Foundation. That the Heart Foundation is going to become the next World Heavyweight Champion. We've won the Heart Foundation. It's SummerSlam! We're gonna be the next champion! Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, fake! Pay-per-view basis, Joe. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Ooh, Coco Beware versus... Versus Barry Horowitz. Yeah, there you go. Barry Hart. Hot. Yeah. You know what I thought was funny? Brett recently also said in his bitchy Triple H interview that he thinks Barry Horowitz is like a Hall of Famer. Uh, if anyone's got a hands to tell on him, Barry Horowitz, he had my name. Now, you know why I think Brett's saying that? Because they're in the same family, remember? The original heart. Yeah, Barry I mean, Barry is a heart. Yeah. Dish and the Scrambler owners call Primetime 24. <laughs> that has to be a joke, right? I think it was called the the Scrambler back then. Oh. Like cable I thought you were talking about the guys ripping off the cable. No. Why would you call to tell them you're doing that? Is that a SummerSlam painter's cap? Maybe. And that's by pay-per-view. If you haven't called up yet or contacted, we'll find out. Piper's going to put it on. Company. Oh, you know, I know how to paint something. Because before you know it, it'll be over. I look better already. Too you know, that's small there. You know, myself, personally, I don't go to no pro games and stuff because the people and the stuff. I like to sit at home in my living room and sit down and watch it. That's, that's I don't like to go to live events. <laughs> it's my job. So I don't well, do that. You're going to be able to see this is by through pay-per-view. It makes sense that somebody's job to go to, like, <laughs> perform live would not want to do it, like, when yeah. they're not doing it. I do this all the time. It's like going to work to enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see this match at all, do you? I don't know. We'll find out who wins, though. Coco, we beware. You think Maybe. Barry Horowitz is going to win? It's 
questionable at this point in time. Barry Horowitz is doing the heel run. I love heel, Barry. And why she got to say his name like Horowitz? Like he's horrible. Well, he is. No, he's good. And what is this song? Oh, this is Pile Driver. What do you like? Oh. No, it's not. It's stupid Pile Driver. In 89? I hate this song. Oh, it is, you're right. No, Pile Driver is a bad song. Him. No. Like, I know that he sings it, but it doesn't fit Coco Beware. Sings it off key. Yeah, do you think he's going to have the WF tights? Yeah. Francis Scott off key. Yeah. Um, nice silver suit, though, by Coco. That's true. Coco fighting just, with a nice I bridge. Never, I never liked that they put the, the logo of the company, or not the logo, but the letters of the company on Coco Beware's tights. You know, that's like the kiss of death, right? That, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it it means you don't matter. And here's the whole thing. Look at this. Coco's like totally over. He's always over. people like dancing and shit in the crowd. He's good. I mean, Coco's good. That's why it always bothered me that they didn't like... I always felt like he never got pushed enough. Like they never like... Has Coco Beware ever had a storyline other than Butch Reed that one time? Like outside of that? No. They never did anything And you know how long he was there straight? I want to say he was there almost seven years straight. I know. That's why it's crazy. Six years. Never once a storyline outside his initial storyline when he first came in. Wasn't that because they both had bleached hair or something? I don't know. It I'm, not, I'm not joking. It Isn't that like part of it? It literally doesn't matter because it's his first feud and like they needed to do something else. Did he ever have a... F- I don't think he had a feud outside. Holy like, shit, you're right. I don't remember one feud outside of the, 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 <laughs> the first one. Whoa, nice takedown by Barry. Uh, arm drag. He what did he have? A couple of pay per view matches, right? Yeah, but he, he's always like in these like random ass matches, yeah. like that. Like you're like, what is this about? And they just never explain it. He was kind of thrown into the Bulldogs Matilda mm-hmm. Islanders thing, right? He had nothing to really do with that, did he? He had he had Frankie and they yeah. had Bulldogs. Yeah, so that's the only reason. Yeah, it was so Bobby could pin someone. Thing, he wasn't part of the story. No. Like, no. Craig DeGeorge was more part of it than Coco was. Mm-hmm. It's true. Matilda was kidnapped yeah. by the Islanders. You know, that whole thing. Anyway, Coco going to work here. They should have put, put Craig DeGeorge in the match with the Bulldogs. It would have made more sense. If he was the manager of the Bulldogs. It would have worked. Like with he gets the microphone, like, though? Yeah, he gets all angry for the Bulldogs. Matilda. And so when they finally get her, he's like celebrating with them. I'm a dog lover. Yeah. I like PETA. Anyway. The, S- the ASPCKGBY. It is so embarrassing that Craig DeGeorge was so involved in that to the point where he got, like, typecast, essentially. He was the British Bulldogs guy. It was months of... Uh, Matilda is under the control right now of Bobby Heenan. Yep. And whenever we talked about. we talked about Matilda. And then sure. Sean Mooney showed up, and then we never heard from him again. And then Mooney was terrible at first, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm Sean Mooney, and you need to make sure that you go to the WWF in August. He's all loud. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Sean tell us about this too? Yeah. Like, there's like so they were like trying to figure out what he they was. They made him do that. Yeah. He didn't want to that's, do that. That's that you can tell us <laughs> that. Yes. You're gonna see Dino Bravo taking on Hercules. Then why is he talking so loud? <laughs> really bad. This is a prime time match if I've ever seen one. Hell yeah, it man! Says wrestling challenge in the background. Yeah, from the- <laughs> like, Lord is piped in. Oh yeah, Lord. Match uh, is absolutely meaningless. Barry's just being a heel. Yep. You were asking about McGurk. Yeah, McGurk, what's she doing here so early? Well, if you recall, they picked her up first when they were doing the Houston run. Right. And she was, that was 87. But I don't remember her announcing until very long after that, actually. She became the challenge announcer in 88. I see. I forget the month. I'm sure Richard, no, oh, she became the challenge announcer in 
May of 88. Chop, why don't you remember everything? The only thing I never got about her, and I've said this before, but it is the outfits. I never understand the ringleader thing, the circus thing. Where I she don't looks know. Like, where she looks like King from King of Fighters. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Like, yeah. yeah, she looks like she dresses like her. It's very strange. I don't know what the outfit was, but for, by all accounts, it's my... definitely like a spin on something, right? Like, I, it's definitely, it's, it's not just like her own idea. Like, it, it definitely, because it looks, she looks like a circus, like, ringleader, like a ba Bailey and Barnum circus or whatever. Barnum and Bailey. Barnum and Bailey's. Ba Barnum goes first. Yeah, sorry. Ghostbuster by that, Coco. That, that should be it. Two, three. Look, he's flapping the wings like while he's doing <laughs> in there. I like that. Nice win for Coco. Yeah. I think that that was Mike McGurk trying to stand out. I mean, do you remember it? Yeah, but I, I still just, I want a story. I want, like, there has to be. The like, story why might did be. She, why did she think, like, circus ringleader person would be the one? The story might be, once upon a time, I was the WWF's first female ring announcer, and I wanted to stand out. Mm. You know what's interesting? You what? know, the, the, the King of Fighters character, King, came after Mike McGurk. What if they saw that and based it off her? You I'm never not know. kidding. It you could, never know. It's possible they dressed very similar. Somebody somebody get a side-by-side, -side, because I'm sure you could easily do that on the boards. Jack Tunney. Yeah. Like, Saba, King from King of Fighters and, and Mike McGurk. They're like the same thing. Only King has shorter hair, but Mike McGurk is also blonde, like King is. Mm -hmm. Remember like, King? Yeah, remember King? Let's go to the brain. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because coming up momentarily, myself. The Echo. Yeah. Andre the Giant. The Eiffel Tower Professional Wrestling, but the Twin Towers. When does he ever say that? Slick. We're going to be guests of Brother Love. Oh, so They're involved in a big six-man tag match coming up at SummerSlam. That's good. And they'll be wrestling, and I love to say did it. You know, did, the former did, did, World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Demolition. And as their partner, that, that's good. Halfwit mm -hmm. Jim Duggan. Halfwit Jim Duggan. That's King. Hello, hello, King. King Duggan. That's King Hacksaw. Duggan. And also, I want you to know something just for it. According to the Eiffel Tower, it's falling apart. <laughs> They're raising money for it over in France to try to fix it. So you'll be proud of that. The sure. irony of the sexual liberty. The joke is not relevant either because, because nobody remembers that. Now. <laughs> you don't give a doggone, do you? You just want the bread, don't you? Huh? So you can get a little more girth, don't you there, Boobsy, huh? Sorry, you're jealous because okay. you'd like me to manage you, but you're a retired person. You're just an average person that gets his hands dirty at home doing dishes for your old lady or your girlfriend oh. or your mommy or daddy. You're <laughs> nothing anymore. But I'm on the Brother Love Show. And all you're doing is sitting there in some cheap bagpipe you turn inside out and made into a skirt. Called a kilt. It's called yeah. a kilt. We call it a skirt. Oh, 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 it's we again? Is and it? we call it whatever we want, Piper. Looking at there him. There isn't a yeah. thing you can do about Whoops. it. Oh, there isn't. Well, this ain't Michael Nunn now you're playing with. That ain't somebody going to run home backwards, Bubba. What is that reference? Something I can do about it. I've been doing things for my old, myself for my whole life. And I don't suspect you're going to change everything. And yes, I do the dishes every once in a while. I throw them against the wall. That's how he I do them. He would, too. It's very wasteful. He's a crazy guy, Joe. <laughs> Right now, we're going to take to the fact <laughs> Brother Love, who's with the Twin Towers Ooh, Brother Love. It's like a night off for Gorilla, by the way. And then to do anything. <laughs> Nothing. Just, 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 the transitions there. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, this will be fun. Brother Love in 89 is like peak. Oh, Brother my Love. God. 89, 90 is incredible. Look at this. Look at that. Summer Slam! <laughs> Demolition! 
this mullet is so glorious in the game. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. You know, Boss Man's so proud with a stick. Yep. Andre's sideburns are insane. Akeem is very happy. It's all good. <laughs> Look at it. Look at all of it. Now these are heels. Yep. And Bobby with a black sleazy jacket. Yeah. With the sleeves. Why is Andre like 6'5"? You just think this because Akeem is so big. No. I don't know. Akeem's a very big man. He is. A couple of painted face freaks and that old tangle-eyed freak Dugan. Dugan? He would say Dugan, wouldn't he? Yep. You're going to be introduced to brutality. Slick is great. Can, can brother love say Hacksaw Jim Dugan? great. The size of Akeem and the eighth wonder of the world. Brother Dugan. Brother Dugan. Look at Brother. Brother Love is such a good character. I know. There you go. <laughs> Did he just say Dugan also to John? <laughs> Everyone just said Dugan. Great. What does he say? I don't know what he just said. He's very animated, though, about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he lost for some more. I give him my Why is he so southern? I always notice it. <laughs> yeah. Talks like Missy Hyatt. Yeah. When you step in the ring with the Twin Towers and the Apple Tower, it'll be a the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. A lot of towers in this match. A lot of towers. That mullet. Oh my god, that mullet, you're right. I love that Bruce Bridges is like 25 here. It's amazing. He's very good, too. He's so good at this. The best he ever was. <laughs> it's true. What is this music? Report. Are we getting Gene? Hi again. Me and Gene don't go in here. All yep. right, hi again, folks. Oh. The countdown is underway. Oh. We are a week away, a week from this Monday night. Seamer Sleem. Yeah. <laughs> East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> what a long, like, he went from just being interviewing everyone to, like, being so special that he can only do the report. That's the only time we've seen him, right? On this show. At a certain point, you only see him for this kind of shit. He does, he does some... Yeah, they stopped doing backstages. Yeah. Let's give you the rundown. The big All right. card from Monday night, August the 28th in Summer That's Kevin Slam. Dunn, by the way. Hercules, well, what so is that picture? I don't know. <laughs> what are both pictures? They're terrible. <laughs> These are horrible. What? what? The ring rope's still in the... Their opponents are going to be... Did they just throw these together? <laughs> what is that? By the way, Ray's mullet. Well... Oh! It's a Mr. Perfect match or whatever. Yeah, the rematch from... Yeah. <laughs> Horrible! Not for the titles, Joe. No, no titles. To meet the Brain Busters. They are new Oh, the Brain Beasties. Yeah. With the Heat Foundation. <laughs> Jimmy Sneaky. Man, look at that shot of DiBiase? Brother Million over there, yeah. The bad hair. What is this? I don't know. They're all, they're all terrible. What is this? That one's actually almost... Axe is way too big. Andre's like... I don't... What is... The proportions are all messed up. Yeah, why is Akeem taller than Andre? I don't know. These are all terrible, folks. this is for the belt. Yes. Rude Warrior. This is the only title match on this show, eh? I never even thought about that. Oh, you're right.
right. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's odd. We it is. From Zeus to the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Savage, along with Sensational Sherry. Standing by their opponents in SummerSlam. Oh, God, no. Brutus the Oh, God. Oh, God. Brutai. Hanging and banging. You know something, Hulkster? Hey, shut up. God, how did Bru Brother Brutai get in the main event of SummerSlam? What is he th He's not that good. No, he isn't. I don't care if he wrestled in Japan. It doesn't make him good. This is a very tough situation. He was like tied to Hogan's ass in since like 78. Yeah. That's probably how he got the gig in Japan. You figured it out, Joe. Wasn't he literally known as like Ed Boulder, Dizzy Hogan? Yeah, he's at least Hulk's son or brother or something. Not that good. Probably a good guy, but... Don't bring up Elizabeth. How Zeus was the strongest god in the heaven and how everybody else... They're different Zeuses, though, I thought, these Zeuses. I don't know. We fell at his feet, but we didn't fall. Or maybe they are brother. the same Zeus. Oh, yeah, I think they are. He, this, Zeus this Zeus shaved his beard off. Why didn't and Zeus fight Hercules? They should have done that. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Hercules is Zeus's son. They can't fight his, his own son. Is Hercules his son? I think so. Well, Hercules but is. Hercules um, is half human, half god. Or, you know, the Greek god. Like Goldar. Yeah. So, like, he's got a human mommy. But Zeus is his daddy. That's how it works. I gonna be wrapped up like no mommy. Yeah, yeah. Brutus and I down. Gave us the history lesson. Shut the fuck up. That's what made me. Why is Aiden Hogan so annoying? Why do I like Macho and Zeus better? Because they're earnest. Yeah. At least I know they're crazy. Right. These guys are just like they think they're not. And they they think they're not. And they also think they're like the bit best people ever or whatever. Down to the basics to get back. back Brutus to the Beefcake is sure as hell not the best ever. You call him Brutus the Beefcake? Yeah. Brutus Beefcakes as Vince. <laughs> Brutus Beefcakes. Brutus the Beefcake. I do like that he's still wearing the stripper bow tie in 89. Well, gotta keep it going a little bit there. Same. This is just like a deck of cards. Doesn't a barber wear a bow tie also? Isn't that the point? What do you mean? Is that the point? Because he's a barber. He's got dressed like a barber. You know, the old-style barbers. Bow tie on the white thing. On the white smock. No. Mr. Sandman. That's a barbershop quartet. That's what I'm thinking of. What was that song? Mr. Sandman. Give me a treat. And then the little bell rings because it's Back to the Future. I know. <laughs> they go to Texaco or whatever. Yeah. What are they saying? It doesn't matter. Rules and when we Hulk get maniacs done, rules. Okay. Man, scary Sherry. Don't call Don't her that. Be smircher. Why do they always do this? <laughs> that broom that scary Sherry rode in on, and with the Clippers watching our back. Who knows where Liz is gonna be, man? Oh, but Liz might be there. Is she at that? I don't remember. Yeah, I think she shows is up. Is she at eight nine? I don't I remember. Swear. I might be misremembering, but I just want to reiterate that anytime Hogan has Elizabeth and Savage is like not involved, I get very queasy. It's bad. It, it really this, upsets this is, this is me. The, this is the one where Sherry has the weird, like, makeup and the, like, ponytail. weird ponytail, yeah, yeah. This is that one. The fake ponytail that yeah. I cut. Yeah. yeah. It's very fake. Yeah. One-on-one -on -one action. And we got comments from both the Ooh, Honky this Tonk be fun, both of these. Americana. <laughs> this will be good. Bonk. Who are you talking about? I love Dusty Rose so much. Not even fighting boss, man. He just took it. 
Where do you find that hat? Boss Man was wearing it. Mr. Singer, Mr. Dancer, and now, ooh, honky, Mr. Wrestler and Summers. So okay. good. Honky, you're the greatest, baby. Bum, bum. The greatest of all time. You're the greatest, Honky. Coming, man. You better understand. I like that he gets a singles match at SummerSlam. So you're down on your knees in SummerSlam. His mullet is very proud, Honky. Yep. He's for the Honky Tonk Man to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to. Give me some face right here. Yes. Stand in one spot. Wiggle around he, a little bit. He, he so good, Honky Tonk. He means it. Yeah. There is more one-on-one action on tap. What? Don't say Greg Valentine. The legendary Superfly, Jimmy Snow. All right. This match sucks. Million dollar man. It's so bad. <laughs> I always say, Super if you're a fan at the time, this probably seemed like it would be good because it's Jimmy Snuka's big return to wrestling on pay per view. Right, yeah. That's it's why it must have been though. disappointing, right? It's because it was like, oh, Jimmy Snuka's back, and like he's gonna he's gonna beat that million dollar man, right? He sucks so much butt in his return. He's so it's bad. So unfortunate, right? He's terrible. Yeah. Was he ever really good though in the ring? No. No, but not he, really. He was over. Oh yeah. No, believe me, I know. Yeah. The Morocco match was pretty good. Yeah, it's like a classic. Yeah. And Morocco won because he was just, yeah. like, call, he called guess, for the door. I guess, like, besides all the other nonsense about Jimmy Snuka, that's Oh, you mean awful. that he killed someone? Yes, that stuff. Okay, just checking. I just was saying, as far as, like, if you're adding on top of a... On a, top of the killing people. I'm saying if you're adding on top of a, uh, a roster of great wrestlers in the 1980s... Most of whom haven't killed people. Most of whom have not killed people. But say you just want to... You need more. You need a murderer on your roster, right. yeah. I guess they maybe that's what they thought. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it was a good idea in, in theory yeah, in terms you know of having I, a you name know from I'm the saying. pack. Absolutely. That's, that's what I'm getting no, at. I know, Quinn. I know. Already, the, the flame is about as high as it's going to get, get, Rod. I get goosebumps when, when I... Yeah, because they're hot. They're, Rod. They're training. They've been fighting. They're fighting everybody they can inside. You know, they got an ace up their sleeve. They got no sleeves. They didn't understand they that. They shouldn't have made Liz a surprise. They shouldn't have made Liz be with Hogan. No, but, that? but they should have put Liz on the poster. That's why they shouldn't have made her a surprise, because it should have been... Lit- been a nice tie-in to the year before. Right. It's like you have Liz on one side and Sherry on the other. It's, it's perfect. I don't Shit's like over. But I don't like Elizabeth Hogan. Sexiest man alive. Oh, oh, oh. Just snatch her away before SummerSlam even rolls around. Because as you know, Mr. Piper, I can have any woman I want. And that includes yours. Ooh. Oh. oh my goodness gracious! Aren't we getting awful tough here? The cheapest imitation of Tom Selleck I ever seen. <laughs> oh no, he's standing up. Oh, Rod, Rod, how dare you insult my family? I'd slap you upside your head. Not only I end your career, you mess with me, man. Maybe you better find out I am the full meal deal here, Jack. You think you're that tough? You want to throw out insults like that? Then come on over and let's get it done. We don't gotta go no place to do that. I don't gotta come out retirement. I don't gotta do nothing. I maybe on a step every once in a while. But I still know Bye-bye. how to dance. Things getting hot here. Okay, we're getting a transition to the next fucking thing. Let's take a look for them as they get ready to go. You're awesome. See, you know that that's the last one before the ending because it's escalated slowly. It's got to be, yeah. There she is, King. She's she's good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, whoa. It's like Denny Lane. Who are really these people? Long. Oh, the All-American boys themselves. Ray, Mu- Ray Rougeau mullet tracker. Let's yeah. see. Oh, my God. Look at it. And there's Rick Markell. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. I wow. am a model now. I have slick and I'm a model. Uh, Ray Rougeau's mullet is amazing by this why point. Why is he even here? Like, this Support. is a tag team match. He's supporting them. 
because Jimmy's already got these these Rougeau Whoa. brothers. Look at that mullet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you've ever listened to our regular show, folks, or our pay-per-view reviews in particular, we love the Rougeaus particularly. Well, we love both, but yeah. Jacques Rougeau became one of our favorites. He's very, very, very He's good. He's so good. He's very good. Very silly, as you have always said. Yeah. And Rick Martel, too, is another one I love. Yep. And but, Slick. But I would say um, Jacques Rougeau is the king of silly. He's amazing. Yeah. It's no wonder they gave him that mounting gimmick. They knew he would just <laughs> he would just make he it, killed a, it absurd. And then the right. Quebecers. Yeah, exactly. Two Mounties, basically. Yeah. Okay. Left-handed, what? Jacques doing what? <laughs> uh, skip up just for no reason. <laughs> because he can you know what my favorite part about doing a kip up for no reason is it's not hard. I know. Like but, children do it. But he's just showing that he can do yeah. it. Well, okay. okay. Oh, another okay. one. Oh, look at this. He did it again. Wow. Incredible. Ray with a big support. Yeah. You are doing very well. You are you know, my brother. You know what? You know what's so brilliant about that? What? Say you're doing that on the road and you fuck it up. Yeah. And you just get a laugh out of the crowd. Yeah, it doesn't it matter. It works either way. Because you're a heel. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yep. Jacques asking the guy to do it. Wait, oh, he's going to oh. go again. Three ah. times. Jacques like, why don't you do the keep up? Oh, shoved by a dirty oh, he's Harry. Gonna do it. Oh, is he going to fuck it up? <laughs> yep. It's not that hard. Jacques, the luck? <laughs> Everyone give him a hand. They're doing Jacques. it. <laughs> oh, he sucked! He sucked, he sucked out! <laughs> what an ass! Clothesline by uh, Heroin Hogan over yeah. here. Who is this? I don't know. He well, looks that, was like a, that was a wussy boot he just gave. What was that? Look at like how crusty it is. I know. He looks like Charlie Fulton. Yeah, corner, he does. Corner whip here by Fake Fulton. Jock up to the second rope. Oh, the, fake, the, the out. fake out. Turned around. Well, he's making a joke out of this guy. Beautiful dropkick right on the button, man. I drop kicked him in the face. <laughs> How do you not like Jacques Rouge? I mean, in real life, he's probably a pain in the ass. Probably a nice guy now. But from what I, the shoots I've heard, he seems like a good guy. I heard he was sick lately or something. Was he not? Jacques? Jacques, yes. That he was, that there was a, was a, a fundraiser or something. For Jacques Rougeau? I thought so. I thought I heard I would have donated if I knew that. I think he, he he's sick or something. He seems like a good guy now. Yeah. I think he was like a little like, you said it perfectly once. You said Jacques Rougeau seems like the type of person you would get into an incident with. Yes, absolutely. In fact, if I recall, there was a there was some kind of dark side of the ring where he There's was always, he was he was involved with something. There's always something with Jacques. Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. But, but meanwhile, everyone's like Ray Rougeau, nicest guy in the world, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Hi, how are you? How are you? It's very nice to see you. Yeah. And Jacques's like, hey! <laughs> I love them both, though. And my fabulous Rougeau brothers. We're going to be ready, baby. We're the best team, baby. I love all this manager cohesion in this episode, right? Cohesion. Like, Slick's working with both Bobby the Brain and Jimmy Hart. They coagulated. Yeah. Well, pre-recorded comments from the Slickster. No reason. Like, I like how he does that like the Rougeaus, like, need to. Right? It's like, they're just, like, dominating. It's like, who is this guy? Yeah. 
Why don't you tag in now? Like, Ray just kicked his ass. Yeah. Like, it's like, Jacques, I want to help. Like, the spinning back elbow for no reason. They Doesn't could need just to. pin them now. Like, <laughs> he, he wanted to tag from Heroin Hogan over there. He just did this to him. Yeah. The Cascasse. No, this is Cascasse. Sorry, Cascasse. Off the ropes. Oh, right. Is that necessary? No. <laughs> None of Rick Martelli just wanted to help, Joe. <laughs> This is so stupid. This team, all they don't three even of them. need to be doing this. None of it. Look, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. The match is so stupid. And the best part is... Why did they need so much assist? Rick like, Martell interfering? They needed, they, not, not that they needed the assist. They did the assist even though they didn't need Correct, to. Correct, because they did. Yeah. <laughs> boo. Just a sign that says boo. <laughs> With a thumbs down on it. I did can you get a freeze frame of that? Yes. So that it, it goes on the, uh, <laughs> when this gets recorded. Do it, do it, do it. Boo. <laughs> this match, though, in all seriousness, the Rujos and Martel against the Rockers and Tito is incredible at SummerSlam. Very, very good. Very. <laughs> what a team. How look, at, look at all of this French Canadian in there. Yeah. Oh. You're right. You see, when Ravishing Rick Rude talks, I think this is going to be it, Joe. It Piper, might be. It doesn't affect him. The last it doesn't segment him. was pretty hot and what heavy. He's saying is the truth. Both. But when Piper is spoken to, or we say something to him, oh, he comes unglued. He's making all kinds of challenges. Good point. Sure, They're not showing Piper. I don't. I'm scared, Joe. He don't want nothing to do with this man. He You'll don't see. want nothing even to do with me. He's big and brave as long as he can pick up a $2 oh, t-shirt okay. that says Hot Rod and he hides behind a gorilla. You're nothing but a big mouth, a Whoa. big loud mouth. First you don't belong on prime time. You don't belong in that chair. Matter of fact, you don't belong as a member of the human race, Piper. Whoa, okay. First, first of all, mister, mister, you don't even speak to me. <laughs> You want me to be calm? Okay, I'll be calm, you piece of garbage. You sit over there, you know, if you can't do teach, if you can't teach, manage, if you can't manage own, where are you? You're managing right in between nowhere. And you're on as far as that guy's and concerned. You want me to get in your life, mister? Hey, Rude, you want me to get in your life? I'll make your life miserable. Anytime you feel like leaping, Piper, you just take the leap. Listen, buddy, if I wanted to, I'd kick in the back door of your house, bust your Doberman in the mouth, plop down Whoa. on your kitchen table, have your old lady cook me up a T-bone medium rare, and she would like it, and you couldn't do one thing about it. And what's you? really getting to you is you know I'm telling the truth. Then why don't you come a-knocking, huh? Well, maybe I just will. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I doubt if she can cook. Rod. 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 I know what your plan is, Hart Foundation. Anderson. You want to do some damage to one of my brain buttons. Everyone here is good. Yeah. Nah. We got some plans, some big plans for you. I'm sure Arnold will be like, it goes like this. Yeah. The Hart Foundation is not as good. Plans. Yeah. You know what we want? You know what I mean. Funny how Dusty heat. and Iron and Tully are here. Just saying. A lot of NWA. And yeah. Tim Horner. Yeah. And Tim Horner. And the lights are on them. And all 20 million people are screaming.
All due to it's the pizza be man. Because we are the World Wrestling Federation yeah. Tag Team Champions, and everybody out there, in the sound of my voice, you better get used to it. Every wrestler better get used to it, because it's here to stay. You want a title shot? You earn one. A thinking champion. Don't look back. Don't look at what used to be. Look at He's thirty. Do ahead of you. We're gonna win them one at a time. We're gonna start with you at Summer. He looks thirty-seven. Brett Heenan, along with his brain busters, they meet the Hart Foundation. Brett, the Hitman Hart, and Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He faces the Superfly, Don't Jimmy talk, Snuka. Snuka. Ted DiBiase. But the usual. Dead DBLC, you'll be the second dead thing I've seen. Did you buy Whoa. it? Yes, it's got a lot of nice beautiful diamonds on it. But let me tell you something, brother. I do not respect a man that... I do not belt. member lines, so I read them. But let me tell brother. you something else, brother. When that superfly gets on top I'm just, of that rope, I'm still, like, amazed how, like, disappointing this was. It's like, uh, it's like... It's like finally so Jimmy stuck us back, right? It's like they made a big deal about it at WrestleMania. I know it just stinks. He just stinks. Yeah, it's like, like forty-eight. How old is this guy here? He's very old. I mean, he doesn't 42. look old. That's the thing. He doesn't look young. No. Can we stop with the close-up? <laughs> it looks weird when they do it on a green screen. I know because it doesn't move. The perspective's not changing. Yeah. It's like what's going on here? Why do you buy this? <laughs> I hate the cheap like this. What, whatever this is, this it looks, it looks bad, it looks man. Crusty. Yeah. yeah. It's weird too because everything else is so high production. Very slick. Yeah. yeah. Arena. Why do they refute? <laughs> oh, girl! I love doing this show with you, girl. One week from tonight, there will be SummerSlam, and of course, there will be no hey, pay-per-view basis except for you folks out there. I'm on the scared, West Coast, Joe. Now, now we really got to be getting. Something's gonna happen. Remember Bobby like runs over. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but remember he's like, "Come on, Monsoon." We like he teams up with Gorilla. It's scary. It's real. Myself, good time. You and millions of others, guaranteed. Yes, sir. Piper's gonna be watching from home now, isn't he? He made that clear that he's gonna be watching Summer Slams from his own. Summer Slams. And I'm real happy. Oh, there is multiple slams at Summer Slams. This is Pat Patterson, maybe. Maybe Rick Rude is the the smart one here. He is. Breath while I'm taking care of the elephants. Excuse me, Rudd, but it's not... Rudd. He's saying that. What happened to the audio here? I don't know. You gotta turn it up now. I said I've had three successes. What is your major Okay, that worked. Oh boy. Oh, gorilla. Oh, they're standing. They're standing. You think because you're some kind of champion all of a sudden, you think you're the only one that's ever been a champion? Oh boy. Is that your problem? No, I'm not the only one that's ever been a champion, but I'm the best champion there's ever been. Am I the and only you can't one? do a thing about oh, shit. it because you ain't this physical is... enough for me, my oh. man. Huh. I'm not physical. That's right. Nobody wears a skirt and dominates Ravishing Rick Rude. That's about all. Let me tell you something right now. Let's just stop this right now because I don't want to go any further. I don't want to change with you no more. I don't want no trouble. You just leave me alone. Why was you this go so good? And save your own Everyone life. involved was leave good. Leave you yeah. alone. Yes. Leave you alone. I've talked about enough. You're so easy I know. to pick on, Piper. You're right there. Shut man. your mouth. I, I said to help you. I'll right. tell you what you do. You stay in Studio B. You don't move an inch. Don't let your, don't do nothing. Don't brush your hair. Don't touch your mustache. You just Rod, stay there. Be a 
Rod, Rod, Rod. Wait a minute, Piper. You coming for me? You don't have to look too far. I'll find you. Oh, they're going after each other. I'm holding you directly responsible here. Why is it Brain's fault? Gorilla Mia. Fuck you, Brain. You did it. Why? What? You created this whole situation. You started. You ain't demon. Blatantly looking at him, by the way, subtitles. subtitles said, blatantly looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, they're, what, they're what's like, over there? What else would he be looking at? <laughs> you look at. No, see, Joe, he's you're supposed to think there's video monitors in front of them. Yeah, but you're supposed to look at the camera. I know. The ultimate but, warrior. Come on. I can't have him out in the hallway getting in a fight or something. I want somebody asked from this. you to bring a guest here. Uh, no, 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 no. I want somebody from this complex right now to put a stop complex, to it. Somebody get complex. somebody out there right now. Okay, I don't know. It's a problem here. No problem here. No problem here. Well, where's the champion? No problem here. No problem. I'll be all scared. Looking under the pillows. Yep. Now that's kind of funny. What are you doing over there, Piper? I told you I was coming to get you, and lo and behold, you disappeared. What about a monster? And all I seen was his skirt tails. I didn't even see his skirt tails. What's the last time you're gonna say that? Come on, what you do? Do me a favor for one thing. Don't do me a favor. Just stay. Please, Bobby, please. You just stay there. Come and get it. Rude's not scared, though. You won't have nothing to do with Piper's like in the shadows. I'm going to need some help. That man runs his mouth. Here we go. He's got nothing. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I deserve respect from you. I deserve respect from Rowdy. Here comes Bobby. together. They're gonna break the TV. Piper. I thought they like fought or something. Summer Slam! <laughs> Gotta promote this shit more. Super screen closed circuit, by the way. It's, big, Super it's screen. just a regular movie theater. Super screen. Folks, what? Uh, please excuse Wait, it's my fine. apology. Okay. Everything is in disarray here. <laughs> this has never happened before on primetime wrestling. <laughs> it hasn't. I don't know where everybody well, went to disappeared to, but I think it's time that we get into our feature match. Oh, there's oh, still Tito a feature Santana left? Against Mr. Perfect, and then we'll wow, straighten this out. Wow, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What are you doing here? <laughs> Haven't you created enough problems already? It's not his fault! Am I happy? No, I'm not happy. Do I look happy? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they cut. Why does Gorilla always blame him? <laughs> I'm holding you responsible, Like, brain. the minute they, like, start arguing <laughs> yeah. with each other. I bet this is good. I can't tell if it's going to be, like, early Mr. Perfect that's, like... You know, he's still finding the character. Once he has a single, he's good. Yeah. This music's good, too. Yeah. Wow, what a feature, huh? That's a good feature. Tito Santana is, like, to me, the rock of the WWF during... Not the, like... No, you don't mean a rock, you might I mean, like, the, the, the term, like, he's the rock of the company kind of thing. Johnson. Yeah, he's kind of like... I only call him that now. Yeah, Tito Santana's kind of like that, Dwayne. like, foundational character guy. I like him. Well, he was there since 83. Exactly. Straight. 
And the longer his hair gets, the better he gets. Yeah, and every match he's in is always good. Like, no matter what. And these two these two are actually good together, too. Yeah, yeah Tito's always good. I've never seen a bad Tito Santana match in my life. Great. Well, well, I well the squashes are different. The cannon is horrible. But That's different. Yeah. Go behind my perfect into a uh, waistlock try here. Uh, Tito able to set out, though. Like I said, he, he doesn't... Once 87 comes along... He's he had like, long hair. He's like top tier from he's that amazing. point. He's like one of the best guys in the whole roster. Strike force and beyond. Yeah. It's crazy. He's good. Lock up. And perfect backing Tito to the corner. Because he doesn't have to worry about stupid storylines anymore. He can just go out there and like do shit. Lose to people. But yeah. have the hope. Corner yeah. whip is reversed by Tito. Out of the corner is perfect into an arm drag. Nicely done here. Uh, perfect with a reversal though. Nice. And then Tito hangs on. The thing is, Tito Santana the ropes. Even throughout his entire run, he doesn't lose... Like a lot, he'll lose sometimes, and but only to big names. They they are very good about keeping him like up and down. Like he never is down for long. Like he's he, like Tony is. Kind of, yeah. He's it's better than Tony. Tony Gray is not likable. Yeah. Why can't I win once? He's not a vampire either. Once. Both men hesitate. Okay, lock up. Perfect. Into a the, in the corner. Tony doing a better job than me. Tony is doing a good job. So good. I, I regret the years I didn't appreciate Tony Schiavone. Because of the greatest night in the history of our sport, all that. I like him better than Jim Ross. Here's the thing. I really do. When we did that WCW a couple weeks ago, didn't I felt like like having Tony there was helpful. It's always know. helpful. Just, I don't know. He's not a bad announcer ever. Again, I, I WCW and Tony Schiavone and all that. I feel like I'm always watching live sports with the style they do, and as, his as voice. opposed to wrestling. Which I, I gotta, yeah, you know what I mean. I do gotta say this though, because I don't want to get like all negative on Jr. Jr. for like ninety seven, ninety eight until the early two thousands is very good, and his emotion and and his He's grasp excellent. of how to communicate. Let's not just say, oh, Jr. always sucked, because that's not fair. That's not what I'm saying, though. I'm talking well, about I'm Tony Schiavone. I mean, me. Yeah. I'm talking about Tony Schiavone. I think Shivani is a lot better than I ever gave him credit for. Yeah. And, and even in WWF, like, I never liked it. I was like, oh, where's Gorilla? But he's so good. He's excellent. He really, he's very relaxing. If You're right. It feels like you're watching a sport. Yeah. That's what I, it, it, there's a difference. There's a difference in style. There's, there's pro, like, pro wrestling style, which is like the Gorilla, like, bombastic. But Tony Schiavone just feels like live sports. And the cadence of his voice. And uh, he feels like a professional. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure we'll hear it in a second here once Hayes shuts the hell up. I actually always wish Tony Schiavone found a more regular position outside of wrestling instead of jumping from thing to thing. Uh, well, he was a minor league baseball announcer for quite right, a while. Yeah, I just mean something bigger than that. He deserves it. He was just so good. Like the Atlanta Braves? Yeah. Like, he could have done it. Yeah, he could have done it easily. easily. He was just a professional announcer of anything. Like, Great voice. Yeah. When he comes out, it was weird that like the Turner company didn't use him elsewhere or something. I'm sure his contract was with Turner, not WWF. I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe. You know. Two or three moves together, and then he floored. Maybe they just didn't have a spot. That's probably when, what when it was. It yeah. He seems like a good hand to have around for like you know when you have a network of they have NBA over there. Even yeah, back TNT then. and TBS. Yeah, I mean, like, they had all the sports. Yeah, just some football. It seemed like a great fit. You have Tony Schiavone just use him for sports. He likes sports. Yeah. He's a baseball fan. Exactly. See? 
No question about that. There is no question. You're so right that conditioning <laughs> is a big, big part of anything. See, he just tries, he, though. I can't believe he said that you're he so right. He says it all the time. But he tries. Do you hear how he tries? I get it. Yeah. He, he, like, oh, he, this? oh, inside cradle. Made a mistake. No, Mr. Perfect escapes from that big arm drag again. Oh, I love his voice. Now, I love it. Speaking of Turner and, oh, God. you know, when Shivani. Tetana was a horrible man. Do you think that at all, and I, I really think that this is not talked about enough. What's up? When WW ended, right, and all those assholes really wanted to get wrestling off their networks and shit. Yeah, Jamie Keller and all them, yeah. I feel like the, the Turner Networks, <laughs> it felt weird without wrestling for like the longest time when I would watch anything on TNT or, or TBS. I'd be your, like... What's your question? Do you think that they, those those buttholes like regretted it? Like, that, <laughs> no, like, no that, I don't. Like, I mean, the rate, their ratings must have had to have gone down on Mondays. There's no way that they could compete with Raw. Well, what did they replace it with is the thing. Like, well, just bullshit. Like, but, but here's the thing. If what they replace it with was a lot less expensive to produce, then it doesn't matter. Right, but they couldn't charge the advertising dollars. So it's a, it's a lose-lose at that point, right? I don't know. I mean, you know I, I, mean? I don't know, but competing against Monday Night Football for most of the year, or a chunk mm -hmm. of the year, and Raw is a tough proposition. So if you just put on some bullshit that's cheap and you're not as worried about it, you know well, what I mean? The, what's interesting is only recently I've noticed this because I started watching Snowpiercer, right? And that's on TNT. Yeah. Um, TNT's got a, like, a prestige television push right now. They're, they're like, and they're using Mondays to do it. And Dynamite, don't forget. Right. Well, Dynamite's on Wednesdays, though, right? Yeah, but I'm saying TNT yeah. is Dynamite. So I'm just saying... TNT... It looks like they're trying to recapture Monday at the very least, attempting to. I don't know that Monday, and I could be wrong, but I don't know that Monday was ever one of the coveted TV nights. I demographically, okay, see, I always, I always have a, a hard time understanding Monday specifically as far as TV nights go. Shot a Mark Eaton at ringside. Go ahead. On the one hand, right, it's the one night of the week where you're pissed and you're tired because you're at work all day, right, and all you want to do is sit on the damn couch and watch some TV and kind of like. You know, that's probably why football was on Mondays, right? You know, you know what I mean. Like that, it seems like a perfect night for television, actually, because it's it's that first night, right? You want some comfort food there. You know, I mean, yeah. From what I understand, though, the only reason Raw was on Mondays is because that was when primetime was on, right? It wasn't like a demographic. It was just like, well, that's when primetime was. Would you say we're replacing primetime? Would you say Monday Night Raw was the first show to sh to say? Hey, it's viable for something not football to be on Monday. What do you mean something like a something not football? Period. In, in, Anything in, in non-scripted? Yeah, it could be scripted, non-scripted, whatever. Well, baseball was on every night during baseball season. True. Monday night baseball was a thing. Mm. ESPN Monday night baseball. That's true. But I mean, it's baseball, not as popular as football. Cross over with the NFL too long. Very briefly, for like a like, month or two. Literally, very briefly. But you're not saying concurrently with football, just throughout the year. Yeah. Baseball was every night. Yeah. Hockey's every night. Did MBC ever do uh, like some of its its best shows on Monday? I'm trying to think. Best shows? No. I mean, it was always historically Thursday with Cheers, Cosby. Oh, what's going on over you're here? Satisfied. I'm very satisfied. Yeah, Bobby be. has to sit you on the chair. My fault. Yeah. Yes, it is your fault. Did I invite a guest here? No. Piper doesn't belong Did here. I invite you to join us from Studio I still B? Don't see no. It's Bobby's I just want to issue the challenge. It's not. You were telling him to do it. I know you're behind it all, but I'm very happy now. See, Piper's Where been removed. 
Piper's been removed from the studio. He's been removed from the building. Is this the he's master gone. plan? He's history. Maybe. They had to sedate the guy almost. And where's the, Ravishing? Well, he's back in the green room. He's in, in his own private dressing room. Green room. He's with his hair. His own private room. He's in his own private world. And you his know, own room. And he's so totally are you. relaxed. I'm going to check this all out. Check it out. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, they didn't finish the feature. They didn't. <laughs> Piper's graphic is as we, very funny. As we talk about TNT and shit. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about, but it's fun. We're I not like, pretending we're experts. Yeah, I just I I find television like what they put on it. What's this? Girl Monsoon is gone. He went to check something. Who cares what he checks? Check something. But very very lucky is Rowdy Roddy Piper. That ravishing Rick Rue did not Still get his hands. Still talking about this not the match because <laughs> you would have never seen Rowdy Roddy Piper again. Wow. But right now, let's get back and see what Mr. Perfect is doing. <laughs> With Ariba, yeah, Ariba, Ariba, Ariba. Mr. Perfect is in the ring now, and Tito Santana is not in the ring, and he's got to get back into the ring. Tony do you, Schiavone. Do you ever feel like on primetime that they're aware that the matches suck, <laughs> like that yes. they don't focus on them at all? Oh, girl and Bobby. Yeah, yeah, they know. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> to me, that's so funny. They did these twice a month. They taped two in a shot. You yeah, know, they, they drove to Baltimore. I mean, at this point, they're in Stanford. Like, the matches are just, like, a weird talking point to, like, convert a, a conversation oh, yeah. into something else. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> like, like kind of what we do. Yeah, exactly. So, Mondays on NBC, I don't know. Um, I remember, NBC did shit on Monday. I swear they did. I remember Roseanne being on Mondays for a time. Yeah. Wasn't it? That's true. Not always, but... Was Monday ever considered a death slot? No. No, That's like Saturday and shit like that. Saturday's right? a death slot, yeah. <laughs> Thursday is the coveted spot, like... For primetime Thursday, I, I, like, I why is Wednesday not just as coveted? Wednesday's good. Yeah. Wednesday's good. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are all good. But I think Thursday, in my in my mind, I could be wrong. There's no football, right? Okay. I mean, there eventually was on Thursday. What if the World but, Series is on or some shit? Well, it's different. But I, I'm just I'm making a point. It's sports. Sports is always the like anomaly, right? It's sports, like, or the NBA the, Finals or some shit. Right. Yeah. One of the sports is all year round, no matter what you do. Yeah. But overall, um, probably because the next day is Friday, and people are like, "All right, well, I'm gonna if I'm gonna stay up a little later, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna watch, go out or something." Yeah, I'm gonna either go out or I'm gonna stay up a little later tonight. Right. I know that tomorrow's Friday. It doesn't matter as much. I don't know. I don't know the psychology. I really don't know. But didn't they attempt to do like a a Friday night like Saturday Night Live imitation or some shit at some point. Talking about Fridays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC did that in the in the early eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Larry David was on, Michael Richards was on it. That's so funny. Uh Andy Kaufman was yeah. on it. Eighty, so they, I think some, it was. Somebody tried that once. Yeah, Fridays it was yeah. called. It was it was in the Saturday night. Vein. Well, I mean, okay, TGIF, that got good ratings. Oh yeah. But because who, kids can't go out. Who's the targeted yeah. demo? It's not young adults, it's, it's families. It's preteens and families. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I watch it. You can put your kids in front of the TV and not have to worry about anything because all it is is like it's Urkel, it's Cody, like yeah. doing dumb shit. <laughs> shit, Uncle Frank. Yeah, you know, and like Sally Jesse Raphael kid. Yeah, Mark. yeah, it, the, it, with the fat aunt or whatever. Yeah, you the know what that I mean. was on, in like two episodes or whatever. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Is like they could, they could. TGIF was like fucking brilliant. Oh, Miller Boyette knew what they were doing. Do you think that Miller Boyette um, proposed the idea of TGIF? 
I think it was organic. A book about it or something, right? I, I think it, a book. It I, seems like such like it would sell, right? Because people want to know the nitty gritty. How the fuck did TGIF even become a thing? It was like, organic. Yeah, what happened there? Well, they already had had uh, Perfect Strangers before it was a thing. Yeah, but and they it, had just it's the ten of us. That Perfect Strangers was so successful on Friday nights without TGIF. Well, it's because the mood was right. Yeah, you can have some fun. I'll show you how it's done. TGIF. No, but that was like when I was a kid, folks. And I'm talking 91, you know, like 92. Yeah, as we look at a headlock here, just yeah. in case people are wondering. Chinlock now. I'm talking 91, 92. TJF was like, this is my night, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. I'm that six. And Snick. And Snick, and, uh, which was Saturday. Two nights in a row. Well, that was a big deal, too. When that debuted in 92, yeah. oh my the big God. orange couch. Clarissa, Roundhouse, so Are You Afraid of the Dark, so, and Ren and Stimpy, yeah. I think. If Are You Afraid of the Dark came after Ren was and Stimpy. Show? Yeah. Ren, Ren and Stimpy first, was like right? the middle one that was very like the coveted. It had the nine o'clock. Yeah. It had the Seinfeld spot. Yeah. Um, it was Roundhouse, Clarissa. No, it was Clarissa, Roundhouse. Roundhouse is in between? Are You Afraid of the Dark, yeah. I used to hate Roundhouse. The and- second show was always like a comedy, like all that replaced Roundhouse in the same slot, the eighth like or The same thing. Yeah, but that was the point was that Roundhouse was supposed to be like the sketch show. The, the light. Well, uh, Clarissa was a, uh, a comedy. Right. Sitcom. Yeah. But hey, cl- Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, oh my God, that Ren and Sippy at the nine o'clock hour. I have very vivid memories of at that point in the night, my dad would turn the lights out because oh, it was like. Your, your dad's and, on the weekend. And we're right. watching it and the glow of Ren and Stippy. Really? And like, I just, I remember like seeing the episode like it was yesterday, like the episode where. They went in the black hole and they found just they, like it was this big build up like what the fuck is in the black hole right and they finally like they're going they, they, they're in some weird like desert or something and they're walking and they're walking and they're you know there's the close up shots of their tongues sweating and of all this Ren and, Simpy. and it like this episode seemingly goes on forever and nothing happens just like ours and they finally get to what's in the black hole and it's every lost sock in the universe well I mean they gotta go somewhere yeah. And I, I, my dad was like, I remember my dad thinking it was like absolutely brilliant. And it, it what it's actually like that the way stuff like that, the payoffs and like the weird shit in that show, it appealed to like Gen Xers because it was like kind of like off humor. Yeah, but, you your know, dad is like right on that Gen yeah, X line. Yeah, so I right on he, the line. He got he got a lot of the jokes that went over my head. You know. So he liked it. Yeah, he he, li- he liked Ren and Stimpy the most. Definitely. Well, he was like younger than we are now. Right. So Ren and Stimpy was kind of like Ren and Stimpy. If you think about it, it was kind of like the South Park or something like that. Like you know the, the, the animated show that people were that and the Simpsons obviously, but Ren well, and Stimpy yeah. was in that category. It was like we. It was like really offbeat and like very nineties. If Ren and Stimpy was just an MTV show, no one would have thought twice about that. Yeah. You know, like it could have been moved on MTV it to Nickelodeon. They, no, it started on it started on Nick, didn't it? No, they replayed it on MTV. I think it was the other way around. It was initially. So. I don't think so. Initially on MTV, like the first season, and then they and then it totally migrated because they were owned by the same company. No, I know the same company. I think yeah. it was a Nick show first. Someone, yeah, somebody's got to look into that. Yeah, I'm pretty someone sure. Someone will look it up. Will yeah. let us know. I recommend. Uh, what do you want to recommend to do? Andrew Rogers. I don't know. Mm, no. Would he know? Who would know? I mean, he could find it, but I don't... It's not his forte. Hit play there. Uh, I need to know what happens. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Big foot by uh, Tito. Another one. Double foot. 
You're right, though, about Tito matches, man. Back to the wrestling part for those of you that have are still, are still the, left here. Yeah. Um, oh, 100 I mean, of you the way this left. match is dragging on, it feels like those who are still left is a, a apropos statement. This is a good battle, Quinn. There's I, no way around it. It is. But, you know, this is a little taste of what we do when we do live reviews. We might talk about Snick. Yeah, I mean, this is a common occurrence. Stuff like this. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. So this is what we do. You gotta have some fun. You gotta have and, faith. And show people how it's done. TGIF. Right. But yeah, Monday, I don't know. Was Cosby a Monday show? I thought Roseanne was. Cosby was, was Thursday. It was, right? Mm -hmm. Cheers was pretty, a Thursday. Pretty sure it was Thursday. Uh, Friends was a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Frasier. Yep. Oh, oh, wow. Backdrop by Tito. He's signaling for the figure four. Veronica's closet was Thursday. Don't bring that. That show sucks ass. <laughs> I know She's you, got you everything. Liked it. Oh, time on the draw, eh? The bell Boo. sounded. Just when he was ready, maybe to put Man, Tito was like the king was on of Thursday. It was? Yeah. In what slot? I think the second it's one over. for a while. Not forever, though. Slot. Because it, the it single guy replaced it. I remember it, that. It was brief. Remember the single guy? Yeah. You do, I, don't you? I, yeah, I think it, what it was was I think when Mad About You got close to the end seasons, they wanted they to like... Dumped, they dumped it, didn't they? No, but they wanted to complete the story of them having a kid or some shit, and they were like... <gasps> Tonight on NBC, it finally happens. Helen Hunt has sex with Paul Reiser. Like, yeah, it's like nine years of of, of being single and hanging out or whatever they were, or married or whatever they were. What are you talking? It's not it the show. It was on forever. It was on really long. It was on long. until like 99 somehow. Yeah, it was, it was on like the whole 90s. It was on from 90, 90, I think it was like 90 to 99 or no, something. No, it wasn't 92 or 3. Yeah. It was on a long time. Yeah. It was on past all the other NBC shows. I think the whole thing with it was that they were like, they sh like the whole gimmick of the show became after a while is they've been married for like over five years. Yeah, it was like was, six, seven and years. And everyone was like, why did they not have a kid? Yeah. Like, and that was like the whole thing. And there was a whole, they went through some shit, you know, whatever. Pretty good show. Yeah. Pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was okay. Remember they had a dog? Yeah. Um, Max? What was his name? Uh, Murray. Murray. Yeah. I don't remember. Was, um... Why do I feel like Richard Lewis was on that show? He probably was. <laughs> Gonna have a Boku. What, what did he... What did the Mad About You guy do? Riser? Paul Riser? Was he like a cameraman or something? I feel like he had some kind of job like that. Oh, on the show? Yeah, his like in-character... In career. Oh, um... I feel, I feel uh, like he someone's worked in tell entertainment us. or something, if right? We, if we get it wrong, just tell us. I thought it was a cameraman. He was either like a photographer, a cameraman, or a writer, or a... I don't think he was a writer. I just remember an episode where he was shooting something. I think that's why I thought he was a cameraman. Okay. Tito wants more time, probably like he's not going to give it to him. New Year's or something, and he was annoyed about it. Like, he had to shoot the uh, New Year's Rock, and he, it was some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking Maybe of, I'm just inventing all of this in my head and somebody's going to... Look at Renee Goulet. Oh, you missed yeah, him. I saw him. Speaking of Helen Hunt, you ever see uh, As Good As It Gets with her and Jack Nicholson? Yeah. It's a good Great one. movie. It, it gets good. Yeah. It is as good as it gets. Okay, back to the studio here. Turn it up. Who? Who? Your champion, Ravishing Rick. What? He got thrown out of the building along with Hot Rod. As soon as you walked off here to go find out what happened, I got word that Rude was leaving in a limo. He's not here now. Of course not. I of knew course. that. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You knew that. I knew that. You sat over there in Studio B and you instigated this whole thing. That, to me, is stupid on your part. You're one week away from SummerSlam with a he title didn't... defense. 
against oh. the ultimate warrior and Wait, you take a chance up. like this. It wasn't a smart thing to do. I'll grant you that. And I told him not to. But you didn't control Piper any easier. What's the there ultimate warrior paying you off? I should have to control my co-host? Was the ultimate warrior paying you and did Piper I ever to do a number? you here on primetime I never wrestling? did nothing wrong. You never did anything <laughs> wrong. Why are you here now? He's the host. Back where I belong. To go, right? Back where I belong is host. <laughs> Roll it. You won't be here <laughs> very long, guarantee. He tried to crack him up. Yeah. Right now, let's take a look at where the World Wrestling how Federation is still on. I don't know how future. much, how much uh, more do they have left to do. Well, folks, that does it for oh, this edition it. of Primetime Wrestling. Don't forget, we're just one week away, one week from tonight. Bobby, the only way you can do it right now is by pay-per-view. So pick pay up your basis, and call yes, your basis. local cable yeah. company. Make sure you order it. It's not too late. It may be too late for you, though, Brain. No, it's, it's never too late, too late on paper. You can order in the middle of the show. Literally. Fly yeah. right out the window. You saw how Ravishing Rick Rude came unglued here at Piper. Yeah, Piper very easily. What do you think he's going to do when he steps in that ring and sees the ultimate warrior? A man who has promised all the little humanoids in the world that he's going to capture the Intercontinental title. He's not going to do it. Just Ooh. like this big mouth Piper sat here all Ooh, day. Oh but boy. when it came up to him face to face, nothing happened. Why are you worried about Piper? <laughs> You got a you got a chance to lose a title here a week from tonight. So I'm worried about Hot Rod Piper. I'm concerned with Hot Rod Piper. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something name. right now, Piper, and get this straight, and listen very good. Let me relay this message to you. After we retain our title, the Intercontinental title, you get in the best shape of your life. Oh, pal, you're next. Oh, please. We please want you anytime, any place, anywhere, oh. and we're going to shut that big mouth. Yes. Uh huh. Oh yes. Hot Rod's on his way back. Back where? Back to sit in that chair now? that you're sitting in. Right Absolutely. Now. Well, yeah. I'm going to get ravishing right now. Oh, sure. Uh, Okay, folks, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. Make sure you order that shit. <laughs> and the human wrecking machine Zeus. Scary will be there. Scary, everybody. We'll have to wait and see. See y'all at SummerSlam. See y'all at SummerSlam. Titan Sports. Titan Sports. Well, there you go. 1989. Yeah. Okay. That was everything I wanted it to be, Quinn. That was a perfect prototypical episode of 89 Primetime. It, it really was lovely. Just like Ian Riccoboni. Yeah. But in all seriousness, that was the rude Piper Bobby stuff is really good. It is. A little a little edgy. Now I'm sure some time. people will go watch SummerSlam 89 now to see what happened Bro. there. I don't need, I can't tell you. I'm not going to spoil it, but You should watch SummerSlam 89. It's one of the best pay-per-views they've ever done. It's true. I don't care what anyone says. It's got but, a five-star match on it. It does. Anyway. Uh, thank you guys for being with us here for <laughs> episode 266 of our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, we will be back next week for 267. In the meantime, the quick particulars here. Follow at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Subscribe, our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Vimeo. And also join the group if you want to talk about old wrestling, such as Roddy Piper and right. Rick Rude on our Facebook group. And if you want extra OVP content, including the SummerSlam 89 review. Oh, oh on the archives. Mm -hmm. Subscribe, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But until next week for 267, I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn, and we are out of here. See ya. Miss Elizabeth, that face that you're so accustomed to looking at in the mirror every morning. Maybe I'll put one of your eyes 
way up here. Then I'm gonna take your nose, maybe push it off to the side a little bit. Maybe push your ears from one side to the other. And then take those pretty pearly teeth that you're so interested in. Flashing around in front of everyone and see how far into your head that I can knock them. And then not even Hulk Hogan will want to look at you. Absolutely 1,000% correct. Yeah, in the weak link. Notice the barber beefcake with your scissors. They couldn't cut hot butter. No, no, no they can't. Uh...